Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Dark Insight Podcast, episode 26 on Friday, the 22nd of July. I am Cliff Goldsmith. I am back in the hot seat after having a episode off because I'm a scumbag and I bought an Xbox and I just wanted to play that, to be perfectly honest. So I'm a bit of a shit. Uh, as usual, I have Mr. Charles Turner from New Zealand with us as always. How are we doing, good sir? Yeah, not too bad. I noticed you don't even bother asking if I want to do the intro. Yeah. Is it because I did such a bad job last time? <laughs> no, nah, just it, it tends to be when I ask you, you go, er, nah. <laughs> when Jeremy <laughs> asks you, oh, yes, it's, it's all good, isn't it? It's fine. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I do it to wind you up because you're not there. So when you listen, <laughs> you're just mean. <laughs> oh, I, did, I did a shocker last week, though, man. It was terrible. <laughs> Ah, oh, no, it was cool, man. I liked it. It was all good. It was all good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And... One day, one day. <laughs> yeah. So, also, we have no Mr. Greer this week. He is away on business, and he's also bought an Xbox, but he's not playing it. He's away on business. So, we have a... So, he tells us. So, he tells us. Do we believe him? Hmm. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So, to fill his boots... As always, we've had him on the show a few times now. Part of the family and part of the furniture, Mr. Josh Coe, our morbid beard. How are we doing, good sir? Um, very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here for the third time now. Um, third time's a charm, as they say. And now my audio is a lot better. Hopefully, it will make for a decent listen this time. So it's all right. You know <laughs> your, your audio sounds beautiful, good sir. <laughs> good, good. So hopefully, it'll make it a lot more decent on my side. <laughs> well, as tradition, weather report, as weather with you, Mr. <laughs> Vader. It is raining, it's miserable, it's cold. Oh, I wish it was like that. I am sweating out, yes. just shorts. <laughs> oh. I got. I seriously walked home from work, it was horrific. It's too hot, it's too yes. sticky. And hold I'm, on, hold on. I'm guessing Mr. Uh, Beard six, is... Go on, go on then. Six months ago, six months ago, <laughs> it, you were complaining it was freezing and I was complaining it was hot. Uh, yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is very, very true. Yep, I was thing is, It's just been this one week. Is it This week yeah. in particular, for some reason, it's just been so incredibly hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, yeah. Uh, been, pretty, <laughs> it's been pretty rough. Yeah, and it's... Uh, continuing to be rough but it's going to be a nice weekend so i'm going to take the family out and have a nice make a nice weekend of it before it buggers us because we only get about a week of it normally in england and then it's rain (laughs) again so (laughs) Uh, yeah if we're lucky yeah we're about to you in the uk josh remind me uh so southwest southwest of the uk a very very small town but still not small enough to actually escape the heat apparently (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean you you know you've got it bad when when you get up for work at half three in the morning you've got to unstick yourself from your bed <laughs> oh very nice very nice yeah, Steve. so yeah 
into the news. There's a, we've got a little bit of news. It's been a bit dry recently. It's always like this after E3 for a couple of months. It's just dry in the world of news. There's been a few cool things. So first one on the list. Do you want to take this, Vader? Because I think you added this yeah. in yourself. Yes, I did. I, I thought it was quite interesting. Mm. Um, there's been a bit of a backlash, a lot of a lot of love as well. It's kind of a big mixed bag, this one. The, the new, well, sort of new, the mini NES that Nintendo have announced. Um, for myself, I, got, I thought it's really cool. Um, I'm, like, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on that. Um, just that's, that's a console I'm not going to play as a console. It's going to be something I plug into the TV and the kids just can have a jam on it when they feel like it. Um, I can jam on it when I feel like it, like, you know, after dinner or something with the kids. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the <clears> price <throat> point's pretty good. I've heard some negativity. Um, Why? Why negativity? What, 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 what have we heard negative? Why? And what have people been saying? Uh, people are saying, <clears throat> well, these games should be free because they're so old. Uh, that's pretty pricey for that. You could build your own for that price or. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of like saying like, if they're, oh, they're old, so they should be free. That's like saying Casablanca is a really old film. You yeah. should have it for free and not buy it. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for, for what, I, yeah, I agree. Um, for my dis- disgruntledness, as always, the price point in New Zealand is <laughs> too high. The US is $60. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's two bucks a game. And plus you get a like official controller. Yep. Uh, you know, that's, you can't build that yourself. Um, you, it, it's, I think it's really cool. Um, 30 games, two bucks a piece. Uh, yeah. 20 of the games you're not going to play, but just the chance to play Legend of Zelda and Mario as they're intended. Mm-hmm. Again, is pretty cool. Um, and that little mini thing will look so cool on your shelf. Yeah. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it looks really cute. Um, but uh, the, the New Zealand price, from what I've seen, is roughly going to be one twenty New Zealand. So that's like thirty dollars US more. <laughs> oh, that's a bit rough. You guys got it bad over there. Yeah, we get. Yeah, what just, is it? Does that does that come down to import taxes then? Why you always get um, hammered? I guess so. I've heard something that Australia has a gaming import tax, and we because we piggyback off their kind of import. Right. That's that's might be it, and that's the first I've heard of it recently. Yeah, right, um, okay. <clears throat> and that makes more sense, but it still sucks because it means that dirty Australians are screwing us New Zealand Kiwis. Does that surprise um, you? <laughs> well, we always beat them in rugby, so they've got to get back at us somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't know, but I, I, I really like the look of it. I think I. Even for a hundred and twenty, like it's still, I still consider that pretty good price for what it is. I think it's um, really cool. I when I, as soon hmm. as I saw it, I was just like, it fits in the palm of your hand. I'd still be quite interested to see the kind of emulation. Hopefully, the emulation is nice and clean, and it's. It, I, I just wonder whether it's just a Raspberry Pi in that box. That I want to. I want to know. Yeah, bought it himself. Yeah. Yeah, I'd li- I'd like to see what's inside it, but they say, "Oh, I can build it myself." Fair enough, but could they build the cool case in and the little NES controller with obviously the Wii U port and stuff? It's that's the stuff that you couldn't do. But no. you could easily do a Bluetooth uh, functionality with a Raspberry and have your PlayStation it... controller doing it. But, but that's not I want a NES you're... controller. I don't want exactly. a play. I want a yeah. little cool NES controller. What was your but... view on this, Joss? What, what What do you reckon? Um. 
See, the, I know that a lot of people are complaining about it, saying that these <clears> games should be free, but <clears> most of those people have probably already played these games anyway, because you can just emulate these sort of things on a PC. Yeah. Um, so I don't really understand why people are choosing to complain about it, considering that because these games have been around for so long and the the ways to play them have been around for so long that they're choosing to complain about it now. I think it's more to do with the fact that because it's Nintendo, people always like to just, I don't know, just, just poke them with a stick. And I don't, I don't really understand it. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason for it. And mm. I mean, we know that Nintendo have seriously sort of scaled themselves down now. And I thought this thing was pretty cool, actually. I mean, uh, considering how small it is, it's probably, because you said earlier that, it would look good on like your gaming shelf. And to be honest, that is pretty much the only thing I could actually fit on my shelf now anyway. <laughs> so yeah. And I don't <laughs> yeah. think it's the last we're going to see of this. I think we might see maybe one more as well with some more games yeah. and, or maybe because they call it obviously the NES classic line. So I've got a feeling we yeah. might see SNES ones and that yeah oh, oh a snes one oh, i would definitely yes, pick please. up a snes one mm-hmm. that's yeah that's one of the machines i grew up with so i, I never had a nes so i'll probably pick that up anyway just so that you know obviously it's not like owning an actual <clears throat> nes but you know yeah. it's as close as i'm probably going to get to owning one because obviously getting a nes nowadays with the tvs that we have is such a pain to get up and running yeah, that, yeah uh, that's it yeah <clears throat> that because they've kind of streamlined this for contemporary technology it makes it easier so you can get the experience and you can get to know the history of these games and all these franchises but without having to sort of muck around with all the wiring um so i'll probably I'd, I'd probably pick one up and i'd certainly pick one up if they do a snes one which i reckon they will do that that's something that i i think i would prefer to snes um because yeah the the NES games are very dated, whereas I I've, I still play Secret of Mana, I still play play Link to the Past, and they they hold up to me. Whereas the Super Nintendo, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm worried about the the, the very simple games, um, but they're, they're still cool. Um, mm. But um, at least you get with this, uh, you get to play Zelda Two with save states because that game was fucking hard. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, I haven't played that, so that's why I'm interested in it. Ooh. And it's, as I say, it's, it's going to be just this thing that's going to sit in the lounge because I've got a games room separate, yeah. so all my consoles are in here, and says so nothing's really in the living room. Oh, you so. flash, get you! <laughs> <laughs> um, so it'll be cool to just have something like that there that you can just yeah. turn on. And I really like they could have easily made it like a, a, a unique plug for the controller, so as you had to buy other controllers and put the price up, but they're only 10, 10 bucks uh, extra uh, per pedal. So I think that's really cool. Like this, mm. this, that's a reason, that's a pretty reasonable price yeah, for a yeah. bit of hardware. Nice little thing. Uh, I, um, I, I think it's worth it. I, I don't see the hate on it. I think yeah, I, the, yeah. I, I see this as Nintendo doing a bit better than the prices they were charging on. At, le- at least it's good for people like me who don't have, say we or we you for the virtual console and still want to play the NES games not emulated on my PC or whatever. I just want a little box in front of my TV. I will be picking one of these up without a doubt. Yeah, so. yeah. and yep. fingers crossed uh, that they do a NES one because uh, SNES one, sorry, because I will yeah, yeah. pick that up. Because if Super Metroid's yeah. on there, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I'd buy. It with, I would buy a SNES one with just Super Metroid on it. I would. Ugh, oh, I love that game. I know um, people have been moaning about the price as well, but I, I wonder exactly how many of those people are people who didn't hesitate to dump like 350 quid on a PSVR when the pre-orders went up. Yeah, so yeah. 
<laughs> no, if, if they're the kind of the kind of people that would dump three hundred and fifty quid on the VR headset, which which is still up in the air as to whether or not it's going to become an actual worthwhile peripheral, mm. um, like the PlayStation Move and everything. I mean, I'm still very skeptical about this whole VR thing. So, to me, if you're willing to spend that much money on the peripheral, then I don't really see what the issue is of spending a lot less money on a lot yeah. smaller a thing if you see what I mean yeah, yeah well, well the, 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 the other thing is like I think a lot of the people that are probably moaning about this price probably wouldn't even buy it anyway they're, they're yeah, just, like some people some people market. out there just like to moan just for the sake of moaning I think sometimes yeah. with no real yeah. valid reason for it they're just like oh don't like it it should be free because old yeah don't yeah. like it <laughs> yeah. well the, that's the thing the, the price point 60 bucks for 30 games and mm. the hardware to buy those same games. I'm, I'm, I'm not, don't correct me. I've done the math myself, but according to the game stop spot, yeah, it's, it's spot about, yeah, the website, yeah. they did a, they did a video talking about on the news and they said that the virtual console value for those same games is 150 US That's dollars. Right. Currently. Yeah. That, that is, that is bang but, on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I reckon that's, that's pretty, pretty nice and pretty tidy price, uh, price point. Totally agree. They're not. They're not going to make much money shipping that thing around the world. Nope. Off it, it's a gesture and to celebrate their history. And I think that's awesome that they're doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think they're not really trying to make like a massive killing off of this. I think it's more to do with the old school gamers. Funny thing is though, games because they hit the nostalgia thing. I think they will do all right on this. I think they'll sell plenty of them. Oh, oh yeah, they, they probably will do. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but if they wanted to make money, they would sell it as a $60 unit and have a little eShop in there that you had to buy the games from. Yeah, because that's the other thing. No, obviously where, you can't add any extra it. games on or anything like that. So it's literally just, you buy that, that's what you get. Bosh, there's no extra add-ons, no this, no that. So yeah, it's it's just cool. It's it's nice to see them doing something good with their old properties. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Speaking of Nintendo, Nintendo's stock has gone up by $7.5 billion. That's a lot for a game that they that didn't is. even make. Yeah, that's so just like that wow. <laughs> yeah, that game's been going absolutely bananas. Yeah, old Pokemon Go, isn't it? Yes, it's, yeah, yeah, it's um, um, crazy. Because that that does sound good, and I know they'll be making money as well from Pokemon Go. Well, they just they, they earn. I think it's thirty four percent, and at the moment, I think Pokemon Go is earning one point five million a day. So they're earning like thirty four percent of that. Yeah, because they own, they own thirty something percent of Pokemon, the Pokemon, the Pokemon company. company. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and then obviously there's uh, the, the developer of the game would be getting a cut and whatnot. But no, think, yeah. look, the interesting thing about the stocks, it's not necessarily good for Nintendo. Like I don't know, I'm not, I'm no stock expert, but that's just that's not actual cash value. That that's just investors speculating and getting excited about well no apparently because no be, but no apparently it's um the actual uh if you i'm not, not a mega businessman either but apparently the actual stock value has gone up so if i was to, it's gone up by something like 80 percent. so if i had 30 pounds worth of stock that i bought for 30 quid that would have gone up by 85 percent. Yes. and if i if i yeah, sold yeah. it now it would be worth so if they basically if nintendo sold all of their stock They'd earn an extra seven point five billion. That's if they sold everything right now, obviously. But then they wouldn't own it. Uh, but they wouldn't own but, it. But yeah, that it, it's just it's just nice 
to show it shows investors that the company is doing things right. If your stock's going up, that's a, that's a good thing because that means oh, investors. It's, it is good. It's good for yeah, but it's going up because people are speculating growth, and they're buying, it and the price goes up because the demand goes up for the stocks, mm. and so it it they need to deliver something else next for it to to hold that that value. Um, because if they don't, be the NX. They will just come straight back down. Be the NX announcement. NX announcement. Well, yeah. I heard something. That, aren't they supposed to be doing like a handheld Animal Crossing game now? Um, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard people were keen on it. Like, I uh, wasn't the Chomp Chain Boys were talking about how they'd love to say see this exact same game, but with Animal Crossing, where you go yeah. fishing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, know if it's a it's a thing or not. I did hear a rumor. I think they were talking about it on um, the computer game show that I was listening to okay. today. I think they mentioned um, that there was an Animal Crossing um, game in the works. There was yeah. somebody, somebody was talking about it, yeah, where there's yeah. a handheld version. Apparently, that's that's um, speculated to generate quite a lot of income for them as well. Yeah. So, which certainly fits in with their MO that they gave us It was a, a couple of years back when they yeah. said that they were going to sort of really close themselves down a little bit and just focus more on the handheld stuff. So I think this is like the first iteration of that really starting to come through now. Yeah, well, it's good news. It's it's nice to see Nintendo doing stuff. And obviously I know they never made a Pokemon game, but it's affecting them obviously because they own shares in the Pokemon company and so forth. So it's not, it's just nice to see. So yeah. Well, the yeah. weird thing is, cause this is, this is a Nintendo branded game, isn't it? Doesn't it have Nintendo on the, should not play the no, it's game. got it's branded with the Pokemon company, not Nintendo. Okay. Yeah, we, we, when you load it up, it's got Niantic and the Pokemon company. I haven't seen a Nintendo logo on it at all. I think they're very much in the background on that one. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You know, it's just it's it's a product that's associated with Nintendo because obviously it was running on Nintendo hardware for so long. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think, strictly speaking, apart from the old ones that they chuck out on the 3DS and whatnot, it's not really too much of a Nintendo property these days. No. No, very cool, though, very cool. So, next, Tomb Raider PS4 Collector's Edition. Oh, yes. Hmm. I pre-ordered this, especially for how much it costs and how much you get for that. Yeah, so, it's a pretty good price. So, what, yeah. so what, what's the pre-order price in, Josh? What's it coming at? Uh, thirty nine ninety eight. That's a good price. That's a very good price. Mm, um, and and you, what gump do you get with it? Uh, so you get uh, you get the standard game. You get the collector's edition art book because obviously it's the twentieth anniversary of Tomb Raider. So you get all concept art. I'm assuming it's going to be sort of throughout the years, and everything. So as like a, a long term Tomb Raider fan, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, you get all previously released DLC that was on the Xbox version. Um, they're doing new modes. Uh, they've got like a co-op survivor mode and they've got like a zombie horde mode as well. Um, there's a load of outfits and load of new outfits. There's an outfit taken from Tomb Raider 3 that you can now unlock. Um, you've got like collector's cards within the game um, and you can collect different versions of Lara throughout the years. Um, and they do this a new piece of story DLC uh, where you're going around Croft mansion um and that part is actually going to be playable through vr as well so mm. it's um yeah so they're they're really sort of trying to push the vr connection as well pretty which cool, kind of looks cool. Good. 
<clears throat> which kind, yes, of kind of makes me a little bit annoyed because I wanted, I wasn't too keen on pre-ordering the VR, but Tomb Raider now is coming out on the 11th of October, which is two days before my birthday. And uh, VR itself is coming out on my birthday. So I'm kind of gutted that I can pre-order one now. Yeah, the thing I'll say is, have you tried VR yet in any form? I haven't, but there was more for just like a little selfish thing. as like, oh, but it's coming out on my birthday. What could be better than that? (laughs) I would definitely say before sort of ever investing in VR, you need to try it first. Because as I say, if 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 you can suffer with the VR sickies, you're in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> I doubt I would do to be fair it was just more sort of thing I was like oh but that comes out two days before and that comes out on the day so yeah seems perfect it does look nice um, and it, yeah New Zealand it's um, just coming out at your normal um, retail price of a new release which is pretty cool for the art book and all the other content once again though you're getting shafted <laughs> I think yeah. price wise because if we're getting it for what did you say thirty nine ninety nine? yeah that's what's, like, what's your yeah, standard price? Our standard price is fifty. Yeah, fifty to sixty. Generally. Yeah. Well, games tend to come out at one ten, one twenty. So this, I guess, this is a hundred. So this is a little, yeah. There's a little bit in there. A <laughs> little bit in there. Yeah. Um, uh, for the art book and stuff, and all the DLC, it's tempting. Um, but I've already, I've already, I got it with my Xbox at Christmas. So I've already played through it, so I don't know if I will. But it's tempting for the art book. <laughs> well, I mean, all all the extra content is coming over to Xbox eventually. Yeah. Um. So you'll be able to pick that up if you want to, and the collector's book. Probably people will probably sell that separately anyway. Yeah, you might be able to pick enough. just that up, so then you can just own it and then not have to worry about buying the whole set. But I still, I've finished that game and almost got 100% of all the collectibles and whatnot through it. I still don't know what the cards do that <laughs> you get throughout the game. <laughs> I never worked out what the cards do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if cool. I figure it out when I play it, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Sweet. Cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously we've had a little bit of uh, Rise of Iron news. We had a bit of a... A stream the other day obviously i watched it whilst walking home from work i was like walking along the road with my phone in front of me trying to watch it uh yeah it's pretty cool they showed off the cosmodrome under snow in the new area i think i personally think the graphics look a little bit better some people say well there's no difference but the detail in closer inspection definitely looks better because obviously they're dropping uh ps3 and xbox 360 this is just going to be next gen now or current gen, should I say? And uh, yeah, they they announced the uh, Gallowing Sparrow, which you get if you pre-order, which is just super rubbish. <laughs> like I, I like that you pre-ordered and you do the quest to get the the new Yallahorn, but the Yallowing Sparrow I think looks a bit toilet. It's cool, nicely designed, but it was a rocket launcher. I don't want a rocket launcher as my Sparrow. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit of an old fart. I think it looks a bit what? silly. So they've turned the look of the Gallahorn rocket launcher into a sparrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it looks very stupid. When it got leaked, I was like, that's got to be fake. That thing's so dumb. And then they announced it yesterday. I was like, oh, no, it's real. That's really dumb. <laughs> but, yeah, everyone will be flying around on theirs, and I'll be the odd one out because I will refuse to ride it. So I'll look cool with my own sparrow, which is an old one. <laughs> But yeah, that, it is looking really nice. They didn't show off any of the new, new areas because obviously they're saving that for when we get it ourselves. But the, they've revamped, obviously, the Cosmodrome. It looks very cool, the snow particles and stuff, which we wouldn't have had before. They showed off some new armors and 
yeah, it's looking pretty sweet. And as a Destiny fan, I cannot wait. And uh, don't forget, all you Destiny fans, you can join the Dark Insight family, Destiny clan, if you want. Come play. Oh, that reminds me. I've got a really cool story uh, I quickly wanted to just tell. I uh, When I play Destiny and I do raids, I set up uh, raids on what they call the 100.io. It's basically a random thing. You basically set up a raid and people just join it. And then on that day and time, you just invite everyone that's on your list. And you all come together and do the raid. You don't know each other. You've never met anyone. They can be anyone from anywhere. So I'd set, set this raid up. Everyone joined. Done the raid. Fantastic raid. Went perfectly brilliant. Like, no problems. Uh, and everyone went, oh, boy, see you later. See you later. And it comes to the end. One dude stayed on. And he was still there. I was like, oh, still there. And he was like, oh, all right. He was like, yeah, I wanted to wait till everyone went. Because I didn't want to sound like a fanboy. And I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. And he was like, I love the podcast. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's really awesome. It was because, like, obviously I'd never spoke to any of these dudes in my life. He was like, yeah, I recognized your voice and also recognized your hunter because you posted it on your Twitter the other day. And I was like, yeah, that's you from Dark Insight. I was like, it was pretty awesome like just to have a random dude pop up and say look i really really like the podcast and he's a really nice dude so i want to give a shout out to you tech shred nice. also known as devil driver on psn uh he's a cool guy to raid with love raiding with him uh so i've obviously gathered a new friend on psn Ooh. and the destiny crew but yeah no it was it was really nice talking to him and he's sort of a really nice guy. It was just nice to be surprised like that because I weren't expecting it because it was a good night and he was just like, oh, I like the podcast, mate. I was like, whoa. <laughs> what the hell? It totally took me by surprise. So yeah, that was really, really cool. So big shout outs to you, dude. And yeah, thanks. Yeah, super awesome. Really appreciate the uh, support yeah, for the show. Much. Yeah, just love it. It was super cool. So uh, yeah, that was that. So uh, Josh... I see here you've had you had you bought you got an Xbox One as well, and I see here in the notes that you had some delivery problems. Yes, what was that all about? Yes, just a few, mm. right? So, obviously, I was on the Microsoft E3 show for Twenty Humanities a few yeah. weeks back. Yes. So, after I was on that show, it seemed to kind of spark quite a conversation between me and CJ. So, me and CJ were going back and forth every day about just talking about Microsoft and how that I really was impressed by their conference and he kept sort of, I don't know, sort of telling me little quirks and things you can do with the Xbox one. And I thought, you know what? I really want to pick one of these up. now. <coughs> so I was sort of chopping around and doing some deals. And he said, yeah, I'll keep my eyes open on deals for you and everything. And I was scrolling through eBay and just because that was the, the place that I'd found to kind of like pick up the best sort of deal. And I found, I found one on there um, that was, uh, it was the 500 gigabyte console and uh, an extra controller, and it was going to come with Destiny um, as well. That was 153 quid, and I thought well, that's that's pretty good. To be fair, for a 500 gig console and a game and an extra controller yeah. for 153 quid, I thought that's, that's I'll, I'll actually I'll pick that up. So I actually sold my PS Vita to put some money towards it. So I didn't. I only ended up paying out about 71 pound of my own money to get this. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, I was quite chuffed. Um, so the guy posted it, and it was supposed to be 48-hour tracking via mm. parcel forts, or parcel farts, as I know them as. Parcel farts, <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be 48-hour tracked delivery. Two days later, the guy messaged me saying that 
the Xbox had been delivered back to him and Destiny was now missing and the extra controller was now missing. So he actually had to um, buy an extra controller and a little adapter because it was one of the controllers before they improved it and put the 3.5 mil jack into it. Mm. But you had to get a little adapter so you could plug in 3.5 mil headphones. So you had to buy an adapter as well and put that in the box. So he posted it again, on, again on 48-hour track delivery, and then I just didn't hear a word about it for about a week. And he gave me the tracking number, and I was reloading it to like 20, 30 times a day, trying to actually track where this bloody thing was. So it, it got to a stage where I was like, is this thing ever going to turn up? So I had to speak to them on Twitter. So then the answers they kept giving me were, oh, um, please allow it to be delivered between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. I said, but that's exactly what you just told me on the website. You know, I've reloaded this information mm. 20 times today. I know everything about it. You don't need to tell me this. But they just kept giving me that. So eventually I had to bring up customer service. And the guy I spoke to in that particular depot said that it was out on that delivery route for that day, but they had a cover driver. So he couldn't actually track as to where the package was. Um, That's but always it, the excuse. Yes. <laughs> always the yeah. excuse. Yeah, he couldn't track it. So he said, by this point, this was 10 to 6 in the evening. So well, there's no way it's going to turn up now in the next 10 minutes. So I rang him up. He said, yeah. It probably won't be delivered today. I said, I know. That's why I'm ringing you now to find out why it hasn't been delivered, considering the fact that I had a day off especially for it. I mean, I didn't, but <clears throat> I had a day off just because I was hungover from a wedding, but they, they didn't need to know that. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he said, if it doesn't get delivered today, which it won't, he said, I'll put it in tomorrow as like a premium service, guaranteed you'll get delivery tomorrow. So I thought, right, okay. So he put the phone down. Next day comes along, still nothing, still nothing, still nothing. I kept checking the tracking information. It said it's out on delivery. Then it kept saying it returned to depot. So why why hasn't it been changed? Because it should be out on this route. So I had to ring them up again, spoke to somebody completely different. um, And I told him about the guy I spoke to previously who said he put me on a premium service. Mm. And the guy said, well, I don't know what that's all about because we don't actually do a premium service. Um, (sighs) So I thought, well, that's bloody helpful. Um, so, and then I had to essentially help the guy on the phone by pretty much drawing a map of the street I live on to specifically point out the house. I said, you can't really miss it. I said, there's a big row of three story houses and it's just the last one on the right. I said, you can't miss it. So he was, he said, right, well, I've got it up on Google maps now and I can see what this you know, your road links into this road. And I said, right, well, yeah, my house is that one. So we had to basically draw a map and send the map out to the driver somehow. I don't know how he did it, but he sent the map out to the driver and the driver then eventually turned up with it, literally just as we were leaving to go to work. Like we literally just stepped out the door to go to work and the driver turned up. So they're utterly ridiculous. Um, why do people use Parcel Force. I don't get it. There's so shit. Parcel Force. Do you know what? It's mad. I've actually never had a problem with them. (laughs) Yeah. That's insane. I was was checking their Twitter feed and it was just complaint after complaint after complaint. I thought, what is your service worth? Because it's Mm. it's not worth anything, really. Um, Yeah, but eventually it did turn up. 
Um, and luckily it was all there and it's all in good condition. So yeah. And it's all set up and the bloody thing is so big. I've had to basically give it an entire <laughs> shelf. They're, they're, they are big little beasties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Massive. But, which baffled the one thing that baffles me, they're massive, but they're fucking whisper quiet compared to the PS4. Yeah. yeah it is absolutely silent. You can't yeah. even tell that it's on. Mm-hmm. My yeah, PS4 especially... is like a jet engine. Yeah. And it, so when I've been mine, playing it for, for a while. Yeah, yeah, mine's like that. It was even worse when I put the two terabyte hard drive in it. It just, it basically just took off. (laughs) It just took off through the roof. (laughs) It's all right if you're you're on the home screen and you haven't got anything running. Yeah. Like now, then it's all right. But if you get a disc going, that's it. It's just, it flies away. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. I would have lost my utter rag with that. That sounds like an utter nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so uh, luckily it turned up eventually and all is good, but yeah. Did you get the game as well, or? No. no. Did you get a discount? Never. No, because at that point... I, I just couldn't be arsed with all, you just wanted yeah. the machine. <laughs> yeah, I was just glad to actually have it. I was glad that it just turned up, so I thought, well, there's no yeah. point in sort of complaining about it. I mean, I got it for a good price anyway, so I thought, well, I might as well just uh, accept it as just having turned up, which I, I really wasn't expecting it to, so... Well, yeah. they did turn up. They, I, I know. I know your pain. How frustrating it is mm. uh, getting the careers, yeah. but that's like way worse. Um, yeah. What a nightmare. So yes, just that bit. Yes. The proud sponsors of today's podcast, Parcel Force. Parcel Force. <laughs> Go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's because their government basically because Parcel Force is part of the Royal Mail, and obviously they decided yeah. to sell Royal Mail and made it private. So that's probably what spun it out the window, to be honest. But there you go. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Joy. Yeah. But so, there you go. Yes. Well, World well, of Final Fantasy, Mr. Vader, did you put this on here? Yeah, I was just I'm kind presuming of that's what that is. Oh, World of FF. I presumed it was World of Final Fantasy. <laughs> just presuming it. <laughs> Um, yes, um, I don't, I, we talked about it briefly with, I think CJ was on, um, uh, yes, we did, yes. a few, quite a few months ago mm. and we talked a little bit about it and I just watched, there's another trailer released and it just looks wonderfully fun. Is that the, <laughs> like, that's the one with the, the sort of the, the chibi Final Fantasy characters, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if I've, uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it cause I've talked about my trip to Japan constantly. But, um, no, I didn't realize you went. Did you go to Japan? Did you? <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> but while I was there, um, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this too. I went to, um, uh, Amano, the, the artist behind the, um, Final Fantasy series and hmm. many other things. Uh, I went to an art, uh, art exhibition that, uh, of his work. And I, as a souvenir at the end, I picked up, you know, those little chibi, um, cute little random boxes you can get. Yeah, yeah. Um, with like different characters, and they had a Final Fantasy VII one, and I was lucky enough to get Cloud. Oh, nice! Um, and that's the Cloud that will, that from the looks of it, will be in this Final Fantasy, the world of yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and so I'm super happy I got that, and I'm super keen on this game. Um, the trailer looks amazing. You can change your. It's it's like Kingdom Hearts, but without the Disney stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I got. Yeah, I totally agree. It does look super. I don't know. It's just got. The thing about it that just attracts me and just it looks just sweet and awesome and it looks like everything I want from a little from an RPG that I, I haven't really got from an RPG for a long time. Well, it reminds me of FF Nine. 
yeah it's just got that real yeah kind of more cartoony mm. light-hearted yeah um touch to it but just like i'm watching the trailer last night and you're saying you haven't got that from an rpg in the trailer it was so kind of like meta like i don't know if there's a meaning to this but to me it kind of said you know you've been away for a while and it's talking about the characters and the world and whatnot mm. um but but now that you're back you'll enjoy your stay kind of thing and and you'll mm. you'll be glad you're back and it just to me it felt that i was like it was speaking out to the Final Fantasy fans. You've been away. We haven't had anything for you to come back for, yeah. but now this is it. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're intending, but that's how it really felt when I was watching it. And I just, I'm super keen for it. Like, the, like it really seems like this is what they're trying to do to bring back that magic that was Final Fantasy yeah. and the you know, Secret of Mana and whatnot. I, I, I uh, do so. definitely get that vibe from World of Final Fantasy that it's, uh, look, we haven't done anything like this in a while. We know you've missed it. Let's hear his saying just to but, welcome But they you actually back. say those words. Yeah, exactly. But they actually say those words in the trailer. Mm. Like it's a, like yeah. a narrator saying those exact it's words. Brilliant. And it's like, whoa. Um, uh, and I, I hope it fulfills. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen for it. I'm keen for it. I really like you can change your size from a little like little bobblehead um, cute character to like a more of a Kingdom Hearts looking um, Final Fantasy character. Yeah. Uh, and, and it changes gameplay and exploration and um yeah it's just it just seems like it just good-hearted fun um, very cool and we've we'll, both been on record saying that we're excited for final fantasy 15 but i don't know there's there's a lot of concern at the moment mm, lot um, of concern yes so this this seems like this comes out what a month after it uh yeah i think after? so yes the only the only other thing i obviously i know this is more Square Enix, but at the moment they seem to be batting off base. At the moment, like uh, I am, I am Setsuna really sparked. I was like, "Oh, that looks good." But by what's been people been saying at the moment, but reviews and this that sounds like it's not firing on all cylinders, and it's just missed out on a lot of good opportunities. And I'm, I'm really kind of worried about what's going on at Square Enix with their games at the moment. Bar Hitman. That seems to be like the only one. But <laughs> well, they're not even making it, I don't think, really, are they? They just own it and publish it, didn't they, I think? I'm not actually sure. But Bradley, Bradley, sick, Bradley Default, that, that mm. had, had the right old-school RPG mark, from what I've been told. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually really tempted to get up, uh, pick up a 3DS uh, so I can play some of these games. Uh, I have um, heard Bravely Default was very, very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know, I'm, I'm excited for it. But what about you, Josh? Are you are you inter- interested in this or not uh, at all? Not at all, to be honest. No, no. <laughs> it, <didn't> <laughs> no. So it, it, it looked quite fun, and I can understand why you guys would like it. But I've never really been a massive Final Fantasy fan, so it's not so. really. Nah, it's not no, really that's fair enough. No, but I mean, I checked out the trailer um, that you posted in the show notes, and it looks it looks quite fun. Um, and it's good to see it. it's coming to Vita as well, isn't it? Which is, is good because yes. Vita seems to be kind of, well, it was dying on its ass and now it's dead, I think. So, well, yeah, I mean, they're the, still putting out a few games, but I don't think they're even supporting it anymore, I don't think. No, so. you think it didn't even get a mention at E3, so. No. Shame, really. It's a nice little yeah. bit of tech, but there we go. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, what? What else we got on here? Last bits of news. News. I don't know. I'm in a bit of a mad one tonight. I, I'm not drinking whiskey this week, by the way. I'm drinking cider because I couldn't afford a bottle of whiskey. So, because I'm a pauper. <laughs> so I'm drinking cider. Yeah. 
Um, so, well, this is the next one I thought was interesting. I, I saw it yesterday. Is that uh, Rocket League? We all mm. know that it's cross-platform between uh, PlayStation and PC. Um, you can play cross-play. Yep, yep. Oh, not cross-play. What's the term? Yeah, we can. You can play against PC people on console and X, Xbox. You can do the same thing, but you mm-hmm. can't do Xbox to PlayStation. Um, and uh, Rocket League developers have talked about how they're, they're happy to, they're able to do it. And then yesterday they've come out and said that they could get it up and running in less than a business day. Yeah, they said it's it basically ready to go. They're just waiting on Sony to say yes. Which seems mental and awesome all at once. Uh, it, but the thing is, it, it, if you look at it on a technical standpoint, it doesn't seem mental at all because it's all, uh, it's not peer to peer, it's all in the servers. So yes. you just. There's no difference with playing with the PC guys as it is to the PlayStation guys. It's all on that server. They could switch that on like that. They just yeah. they just need the authorization to get access to let that funnel go, that channel go through that channel. So it's just uh, yes, I, yeah. I think it's very interesting, um, and it's 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 a very interesting tactic that Xbox have done and they've kind of just <clears> put <throat> it in Sony's court now. Yeah, they really have. Yeah, I'm like oh, we're, we're happy to do it. Um, it's 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 very very uh, sneaky in some ways because <laughs> mm. now then Sony have to go get approval from all the different peoples and that <laughs> make these decisions. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, it's good. It, I mean, it's it's very interesting. It's a nice thing to see, and I hope eventually we don't have to have the arguments about what console should I buy because I want to play this game, but my friends are getting this console and that console. I should be able to go right. I'm buying this console. Pete down the road plays Destiny. I play Destiny. He's on Xbox. I'm on PS4. We can play together. Mm. That is a good future for me. I would love to see that because it would make life a lot easier. People can then buy the brand that they really want to buy, not just because their mates are buying. Do you know what I mean? Would it be harder with games like that? Um, Uh, The only thing that's stopping that at the moment is because PlayStation gets exclusive weapons. So it would be unfair in uh, PvP situations because obviously you have a advantage because you can get different weapons yep. than they can. But if, say, Destiny 2, they decide to go non-exclusive and they just everything comes out on both consoles, they could quite easily do it. There shouldn't, I can't see why there would be any issue doing that at all. Because the... Rocket League works easier because the cross-platform play, you can't choose to play with a PC player. You can't go send a request to play with them and whatnot. It's just <clears> that you will end up playing with randoms online, yeah. and I imagine that would be the same between PlayStation yeah. and Xbox. Yeah. I, I, I suppose it, 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 the only way it would work in Destiny, as you say, is that if the game had dedicated servers and it was all done their side. But at the moment, it's peer-to-peer, so... Yeah. But requesting to play with someone, like that means you'd have to have a PlayStation would have to have access to usernames of Xbox and vice versa. I think they could search. do it. I honestly think they could code it. If they if they was oh, allowed, I'm sure I they could. They could. Mm. They could. Um, but I'm not a developer, so who knows? I might be t- I might be talking out my arsehole. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> the the. The only thing I don't want to see is that more and more of these stupid logins for individual games or developers 
like I'm sick mm. of the ones that are, we've already got. Like you go to play a game and you've got to log in your PSN and then you go log into your Ubisoft account and then you go log into your bank <laughs> yeah. account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your bank account. <laughs> also, give me your bank details. We're only using this for research purposes. <laughs> oh, um, I want your card and your soap code. <clears throat> so, I, yeah, I don't want to see that happening that you have to... But I guess that's way around it. But yeah, it, it would be cool. I agree. It'd be mm. cool to be able to play. Um, yeah, it would be games. cool. But then would we start leave losing exclusives um, for consoles? No, I, I don't think so. I think you still get your exclusive games, but I, it'd just be on cross-platform games. I, yeah. to, to be honest, I don't think we should get in-game... I'm against in-game exclusives anyway, like in Destiny. I don't think it's fair that PlayStation get more stuff than Xbox. They pay the same price as us for the game. Why should they have to wait a year for stuff we get? I don't think it's fair. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. In-game. I'll take advantage of it if I've got a oh, absolutely. I've got both consoles. Yeah. I'll buy the game that has the extra content. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah. the, off the back of Rocket League... It, um, saying this, I uh, see CD Projekt Red have come out and said um, they're hoping to get cross-play or working for Gwent, their upcoming card-based game from yeah. The Witcher. Um, and they, they kind of come out and said that they're hoping that Rocket League has success and that it changes the precedent and that it will help them and other future games move forward to cross-platform. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, if they've come out and said that, um, it kind of gives a lot of sway to Rocket League's um, push. So I think it's really cool the banding to get these little developers who have had both had kick-ass games in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. What's your take on this, Josh? Um, I'd say that it's, for me personally, that it's definitely in Sony's best interest to actually give them the green light to, to go ahead with it because it was originally released on PlayStation anyway. And it's, I mean... Uh, it's not unfair to say it's probably their biggest, like the biggest successful, like PS Plus launch game. Yeah, I'd yeah. say yeah. So you know, so they've had their turn in the limelight, and it was, you know, it turned out to be like a lot of people's game of the year. So the, <clears throat> for a game that just sort of, um, I don't know, almost came out of nowhere and completely took everybody by surprise, they need to just accept the fact that now it's on the other system. It's time to just sort of bring the players together because th- that is what it's all about. Um, yeah. yeah. Agree. But that's why it's so cheeky about Xbox doing it because PlayStation has the advantage in numbers. <sighs> they don't need, they don't need, they, they, their players don't need uh, more players to play with because there's already enough of a player base, yeah. whereas Xbox do. So that's why it's a little bit cheeky. Oh, I, yeah, but it's just Xbox getting their own back. Sony, like, totally, like, oh, yeah, every, sure, when they sure. messed yeah, up, Sony was like, they dived in there. It was like, knife in the back. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it, it, it is interesting that they've done it, that the, um, they've, the, they have put it on Sony, and yeah. Sony have no reason or need to necessarily do it because they've got the player base. But they would look like shitbags like, if they don't. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what's so cheeky about it. Yeah. It's, it's almost very, um, I don't know, I think of like how the samurais and the lords of Japan used to speak to it, like how like you'd read about the history. And it was always, they'd say something nice, but there was an implied <laughs> um, insult. <Yeah. laughs> um, and that's almost how it feels with this. And I think it's cool. I think it's kind of cool. But um, yeah. yeah, it's very, it's very passive aggressive of them. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I agree with you, Josh, though. It, it, it would, it, they should do it they, um, just mm. for the love of games and for the, for the com- gaming community. Yeah, and uh, you said that CJ Project, CD Project Red said that they hope that this sort of sets the precedent. And I think that if there is a game to set that precedent, Rocket League is like you know it's got the clout within itself to actually be able to do that because it's got such a, a massive player base already. I reckon that it's it's kind of a game where you can just dip into it. Um, and you know, it's not like overly serious or anything. You could just, you can have a laugh. So, you know, say if you've got a friend who's got an Xbox and you've got a PlayStation, you just link up on a Friday night and just have a couple of matches on it. So I think there's no reason why they should say no to it, to be honest. I think it's, it's in their best interests. Like you said, if they don't do it, it's going to make them look like a bunch of assholes. So there's no reason for them not to do it. And I would hope that if this does happen, that it will happen for games. Like I said, we, we've got Titanfall 2 coming out soon because that was a game that was originally on the Xbox and now it's coming over to the PlayStation as well. Hmm. If you can get that going in cross-play, you know, I'm hoping that, that it, it will keep the player base up. So we that, could take the yeah. Play- yeah, we could take the PlayStation War to the next level and that you'd have PlayStation Xbox teams facing off. <laughs> That'd be st- but that's kind of cool. <laughs> Because they'd then yeah, be yeah. able to do championships like, yeah, Xbox team versus the PS4 team. And that, it'd be fun. Fun competition, man. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, but, see if there yeah. is a disadvantage or advantage to either controller. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that debate will come around. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to be talking about both controllers in a bit anyway. So, well, that's the news anyway. Segway. Segway. Well, we'll take a quick five-minute break. And um, when we come back, we will be talking about the games we have been playing. So we'll see you in five. Um, first, I want to talk about the HTC Vive. I um, they had, there was an op- I don't know what I call it an open day, a trial time. Uh, the local Noel Leemings, which is like an electronics store here in New Zealand, they yeah. had a, um, a demo of the HTC Vive set up uh, for a day. And so after work, I, I went off into town um, and went and gave it a go um, and bought a new phone that same day. But um, New phone. Use moaning that you have yeah. a phone was laying down. What, what, what phone did you have before? Uh, five iPhone five. Ah, uh, right, cool. Yeah, because I got the five S, and that's he's still okay. But the missus got the six S, so using hers, I'm like, oh, I want her one. Yeah, I was <laughs> looking to get a six S, but I wanted a sixty four gigabyte. I don't want the sixteen because I keep filling it up, and I want to play games on it, and then I can't uh, fit right, my yeah, games. Yeah. And cool. So I was, and it's it's actually like four hundred dollars. 450 to get the 6s 64 gig over mm. the se so i got the i got the iphone se okay so same size but way faster and the battery doesn't die in three minutes uh, <laughs> anyway HTC cool. Vive. Yes. Um, it was really good um no sickies um lucky but did you play anything out. that could be sicky inducing uh, well the that's the thing i don't know it, it 
I've always been intrigued by this VR thing. I'm more excited about it now and its possibilities. Um, I'll give a few kind of, I'll explain the games I played in a sec, but the first kind of thoughts are what I tried. It was very kind of Nintendo Wii-ish in the fact I really liked the Wii and I got it. It was the first, after my hiatus from gaming for a few years, it was the first console I got back and it was lots of fun socially and friends would come over, you'd play Wii sports, you'd have a laugh, have a giggle. You know, but it was never really that good to to game heavily in. Yeah. Um, um, and that's what it felt like. This felt like something that you would you wouldn't go play these games for hours, but there's fun had to be had in it, especially sharing it with people. Uh, so it had that same kind of feeling where yeah, yeah. you would have a laugh, but you're not going to play this game for hours on end because uh, there were simple experiences, but there's potential there. Um, yeah, straight away, like the guy chucked the head units on, the, the, uh, chucked it on the goggles. The, the downside was, like Jeremy joked last episode about getting pink eye. Pink, I was just um, about to guy, say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy, um, he took it off the previous person, and there was I thought there'd be a queue, but there wasn't. There was like no one else in the store, really. Uh, he took it off, and he had some like antibacterial wipes, and he wiped down like the nose uh, section. But it was, there was some of that antibacterial liquid, and it, I think it squirted into my eye, so my right eye was a bit blurry. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> antibacteria <laughs> in the eye damn Ooh. Um, it, was, it wasn't pink eye but, it, but it, at it least your eye was clean but it just instantly it just felt like quite natural like even though you're in this virtual world and you're just in this little lobby and the guy's like oh here take the controllers and as if people don't know the HC5 comes with these weird kind of UFO looking controllers they're kind of a mix between the move and the the Wii nunchuck because there's like a little um, touch pads that work as analog sticks on each one. And there's two of them, they match, but I, t- he, I heard him talk I t- he's to my right. I just turn and I just grabbed the controller. It wasn't like fumbling because I couldn't see the real world mm. because you can, the, the actual controllers get a digital representation in the game and yeah. in your virtual world. And I just grabbed it straight away. No stumbling, fumbling, anything. And he did comment, Oh, you've, t- you've picked up, this quite quickly like you feel comfortable and, and it, i did i felt comfortable it felt natural um and it was it was it was, it was um, quite enjoyable the, the blurry eye didn't help <laughs> but um uh, the first thing we tried was just like a 3d painting i think everyone's kind of seen it it's been tech demoed a few yeah, yeah. most um, game reviewers have said they've tried it you just kind of can paint in a 3d space with like neon kind of lights um and it was very, very vibrant and spectacular um, and quite fun to walk around and, and just see these squiggles on the, in the world. Um, next, I got to play a quick game. It was kind of Space Invaders, but 3D. You're like in a cylinder room and it was you put your controller on this little ship that's in front of you and mm. you pull, you fire the trigger to activate the game and your controller disappears from your view and all you can see is this little spaceship. And so I played that and you're just shooting things. And it I don't know, for some reason, my brain just instantly went to, I need to dodge. Like me, myself needs to dodge these <laughs> shots and forgot about this little ship in front of me. And that just became a gun. And so I was, I was dodging around like a dick in the middle of this. <laughs> shot. I wish you would have had some footage of you doing that. That must have looked so Yeah, funny. I know. <laughs> this was going to come and film it but like well oh, no nah. in the end she had to she had to, um she had other stuff she had to do um but it would have been actually quite funny and 
but then he's like, oh, okay, I gotta give, uh, there was this kid that um, was waiting. And so he's like, oh, we'll give this kid a go. So I had to take it off. So it was, I felt like I was cut short. Yeah. Um, and then I went off and bought my phone and I was thinking about it. And I was like, why was I dodging like an idiot? Like, it's the and so afterwards I kind of clicked how the game worked and it was really weird. So but I went that, and wasted a game. That's still kind of cool Sorry. though because that means that did really immerse you because you genuinely yeah. thought you was in there because you was fucking ducking out of the way. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, it, it got got kind of hard because like the lasers were everywhere. Like it went from like little like rockets to like lasers. I'm like, how am I supposed to dodge this? So I was limber, you know. You see like um. Those movies where like the 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 person trying to sneak into the museum or whatever, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, dodging yeah. between those. That's what I was trying to do between <laughs> these lasers, getting tangled in the wires. And um, as I say, it was just fun. Uh, so I went back and had a second go. Like after the kid had a turn, I, I had another go. I said, "Go, you know, come another turn." And so I played that same game again. And what that now I had thought about what I was doing. It was just so much fun just to be able to. Your body was just a means to get around, help your ship get around this three D space. Um, and your, right, yeah, your yeah, hand yeah. and your controller was a thing. So you could stand in the line of fire, no worries, because it's not you that's getting it's, shot. It's and your chip could... thing that you need to move out of the way, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I was having a blast, just kind of like whizzing around, and um, I got a high score. So, <laughs> um, so, what, and... so your high score was you versus the little kid, yeah? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, it's no. a hollow victory. <laughs> um uh no the guy said i got one i got like a one of the high scores um cool. the day i don't actually look at it i couldn't see the scoreboard or anything mm. like that but um but yeah I, I felt i did like a good job and then the la- the final game uh was thoroughly enjoyable it was a little strange like it, it it kind of switched over to it and you kind of appear and it's it was like it, have you all seen the um the xbox minecraft uh augmented reality Yes. What they call it, Hololens demo they did last year, where they yeah. had the the, yeah, yeah. the Minecraft world on a table projected. Mm. It was like that, but in the in the VR. So like I could see a table with like a uh, a kids almost looking um, battle scene. Like it was like half of a castle, and then like hills. It was all Minecraft looking, but like hexagonal shapes and very plasticky. Right. And I was standing away from this table, and it, and. It, this is what I thought was weird because you were the, uh, those who also don't know. Everyone probably does. Who's listening? The, HT, the HTC Vive has sensors that set up a, a like a three by three. That's three meters by three meters, I think. Like room or square, like a virtual room that you can walk around freely. Mm. Um, and obviously, you don't put stuff and you can trip over in that space. <laughs> um, and so you think you could just walk up to it, but to, to get to the board you had to like use your controller and like launch yourself. So you'd have to like aim it onto like onto things. And so I like jumped around the table a few times before I worked out what was going on. Um, and all you're trying to do is get your virtual self next to this table. Does that, that explain that? Does that make sense? <laughs> no, I think I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, but and that, to me, that was weird. I don't know why I couldn't just walk up to the table. Um, it's kind of like how, I don't know if you heard the, the Fallout 4 VR, is that you can't actually walk around in it, is that you actually hop around. You aim somewhere and you, you, your person teleports there. It's kind of like that. Do you know why they do that? So you don't get sick? It's to stop the sickies. That it, It's a good way that VR game devs have found to stop you from getting the sickies because that's what does you, is if, say, like with Resident Evil 7, 7? Yeah, 7 where the your character's walking but you're stood still 
your brain can't work that out and it can make you feel real sick. Well, I guess that, that that makes sense that for this game, because this game would be one that you'd usually <clears> maybe <throat> sitting down or in a still position. But mm. because the HTC Vive was set up that you can walk around, it seemed a bit it seemed odd. that you couldn't. Yeah. So maybe this is one that's set up for o- uh, Oculus as well. Maybe um, cross-play. Yeah, maybe it's like for yeah. just multi-purpose across but, the VR. Yeah, um, so that that makes sense for like ones VR that you're you're kind of because the PlayStation VR is really going to be one that you're sitting down or kind of still. So I can kind of understand that. Yeah, but um, but anyway, you get into the game. So now I'm closer to this table. You reach out your controller and you kind of pull the trigger on this little kind of cartoony little soldier on top of this this um, battlement, this castle, and then it flicks into first person mode. Like you're like you you you're you're now in the on the castle and you're in this little mini world that you could see from like a god view before okay and then it just becomes super like one for one like just it's cartoony and fake but just feels real and just the the substance it just feels like there's actual substance there even though there isn't yeah and and then it was fascinating like like the guy's like okay look to your left and you look down and there's a bow sitting there and you reach out and you pick it up and then the game, and then it then it's like, okay, shoot those, shoot those balloons, and then you just start drawing the bow, and it's just like boom, and it just felt so cool. And I'm, I I do a bit of archery as a hobby, and so it was a lot of fun to kind of get in there. It's not as I guess not perfectly accurate to real archery, but it wasn't far off. It was, it was still fun. And yeah, you start and then you start the, the match by shooting the, the the balloons to kind of warm up and get used to like the yes, you're used to it, and then just these hordes of these paper cutout little dudes start running over these hills and you just got to defend the castle. <laughs> and it was just, it was just good, pure fun. Like just game, just the simplest of gaming, like mechanics, just shoot the enemies. But uh, it was just, boy, it was fun. Like, um, and again, I managed to defend the castle. And he said, Oh, most people die. Their first go. And I, <laughs> like, <a pro. laughs> but yeah, so, I, I just say, so, say so, so, so the, the, the dude was stroking your ego all day then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you good sir why you're my new friend <laughs> but um but it was just it was just fun like i mm. really and it made me really excited about the potential for vr yeah. um and <laughs> and that's what we've talk, i've talked about before and that's why i'm excited for playstation vr yes it's not as tech savvy and as high end as this the vive but it's it's good they've got software behind it whereas i yeah. think that's really where vive and oculus are struggling is they don't really have everything's coming out as very superficial simple experiences yeah but um, if we can just get more from it, um, well, heck, we've got Resident Evil Seven coming out in mm. full VR. So, but that's see, this is what I was worried about. That game sold me on VR, but then the reports I heard that it was getting every single fucker sick at that show. I was like, nah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I cancelled my pre-order because I I didn't want to risk getting it. Uh, games like Rigs really interest me. Because apparently yes. that's that's a yes. good game because you're moving about a lot, but because you're sat in a cockpit, your makes brain sense. makes it makes sense to your brain and it doesn't make you feel sick because you know you're in a machine yeah. and the machine's moving, not you. So it's yeah. I think it's a bit hit and miss with certain games, but Thanks. I definitely the PSVR definitely seems interesting. But yeah, give, as give for me, now, give me give me um, Steel <clears throat> Battalion, man, or give me you know. Ooh front mission but in a first person view like yeah it, that's the thing like there are there's still things they could do um, what's that uh, ace combat like that's those mm. are the games that are going to make sense i think ace combat is going to be world. i think ace combat is going to be ace 
Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so uh, it, it's got me excited. Like it was fun. It was great to be able to finally try a full VR experience. Uh, yes, they were very simple games, but it, yeah, uh, I wish I, I had the, just the dollars to drop three grand on a PC that can handle the Vive and then 1500 on the Vive itself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's a shame because the only VR I've had, I've had a go with Oculus Rift when it was like DK2 or something. Uh, but I played Surgeon Simulator, so it was fun. But it's that's not really VR, really. <laughs> you know, I wanted but, to try something more, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Something a bit more immersive, yeah, more immersive. like, yeah. uh, like uh, oh, E Valkyrie just looks just, wow. I really would love to get my teeth and play that game. That just yes, oh, looks awesome. See if they could um, do that castle defending game. Just you know, throw in a bit more of a like a, a reason to be defending the castle, and it, even even the graphics as they were, I probably could survive if there was just kind of a fun narrative or story, like kind of like a little um, little king story kind of yeah. story strapped onto it. Um, I could play that through, and that would have a lot of fun. Um, but you could you could you could bump up the graphics and make it a bit more modern day gaming graphics. Um, and throw in a good story, and yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, um, I think this is one of the issues they have, though, with a lot of the games. They're not able to bring up a lot of the graphics because of the, of the, demand, v- the demand for the VR unit itself. So that's why a lot of these games are generally coming out at quite low res. So, but it's. I think it's a wait and see. It's a Brett. It's a new tech. I think over time it will definitely. I don't think it's going away. I I think it's here to stay once they get yeah. some of the fine tunements locked down. So yeah, it'd be it's interesting to see where where VR will be heading. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, cool, very cool. Like, yeah, I had a lot of fun. So that's very one cool. game. Do you guys want to take? Do you guys want to take a game? Because I've talked for ages. Josh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to bring uh things right down now by talking about a little game basically before i got my xbox i was going through a bit of a gaming fatigue mm. where i kind of I'd, I'd finished dark souls 3 and then after that i was kind of kicking my heels so i couldn't really sort of click with anything after that and i'd play things about half an hour but not really i don't know just not really have the motivation to actually properly play anything so i was just sort of dipping in and out of various things and i actually got round to playing Alien Trilogy on the uh, PS1. Or <laughs> <laughs> not? So and uh, yeah, that's that's quite different now. That's aged terribly. That oh, game. has it? Oh no, I was just about to say that's a brilliant yeah. game. I haven't played it for a long time. It though. is. It is an absolutely fantastic game. But one thing I completely forgotten is because it came out in was ninety six, I think ninety seven. It mm. came out before the advent of analog controllers. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so. Your control scheme when you first start is absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, you basically it's strafing with L two and R two, and then yeah, it's oh, it's terrible. It's so bad. So that I had to change it so that it's, it was just on the D pad. So you got to walk around with the D pad, and then just the fire is on the X button, um, and just instinctively, I just want to go up to like R2 or R1 or something, but no, it's, I had to keep my thumb down there. Um, it aged so badly, but it is an absolutely stellar, stellar little game, even to this day. Um, yeah, so the 
the soundtrack is incredibly polarizing to Alien Trilogy because um, it's got kind of like a, I don't know, it's it's a slightly sort of dark industrial sort of techno soundtrack to it, which right. is it's it's so different to actually, you know, because you you expect with a game like this for it to be either like little to no music or to have something suspenseful. But it's got a soundtrack that just, I don't know, it makes you want to just put the controller down and have a rave or something. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's amazing. Um, but it also, it really gets you in the mood to just kill some xenomorphs, which is, is quite fun. Um, yeah, but that was just one of the little games that I sort of found myself dipping into um, because I had a bit of uh, an alien phase. Um, so that it was I was sort of swapping between that and then going to alien isolation as well because that's a game i like to go back to quite a lot um and i was going for a no death run on that one which i finished and then suddenly realized that it actually wasn't going to award me that because i i died somewhere and i couldn't remember where oh no (laughs) i was most disappointed with that because i'd spent hours on that but the thing is i started it and then i left it for ages couldn't remember where I got to and then picked it up again. Suddenly remembered that I was doing a no death run, but couldn't remember if I had possibly died to the point where it registers. Cause if you, if you go into like a death animation, if you pause it and load it before it's finished, it doesn't count as a death. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those little sort of tricks you can get into. Um, so I was doing that as much as I could, but yeah. by that point I was so far into the game. I thought, well, I don't want to start the game all over again. Cause I'm quite far into it. So I'll just sort of continue and see what I can do. But I think it might have been towards the end where you go sort of into like the, the nest as it was. I think because I, I got done over by quite a few facehuggers in there. So I reckon maybe because they freaked me out so much, like that, there was a couple of occasions where I actually just threw the controller down. So I think perhaps I threw a controller down and it must have registered a death somewhere where i was really disappointed in that because that was that run was about 18 hours worth so i was really oh, what disappointed a, what a bugger because um, i'm going i'm going for the platinum on that one um and i'm only like five trophies off now and i was really hoping to get that one in the bag because i thought well that's probably going to be the most difficult one to get because yeah. i've i've got the one for doing it on the hardest difficulty because that was the one i did <laughs> on my first playthrough so and I tell you what, the, that difficulty is called Nightmare for a reason. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how you games. did. I have no idea how you did. Like, I played that game on normal, and like, I did finish it, but damn, I struggled with that. I, I don't know how you did that on Nightmare. Jeez. A, a strong, a strong will and determination, I think. Because <laughs> that was about, I don't know, 27, 28 hours on that playthrough, I think. And it took me forever because the, the alien is so cunning on that difficulty it is unbelievable because you think you've managed to escape it and but no you haven't it's lurking around the corner and it just it gets you um i mean i don't actually have the playstation camera but i want to pick one up real cheap just so i can do it with the camera as well because then you've got to be dead silent as well and you've got to sort of That's keep right, perfectly yeah. still yeah so i want to do that eventually but yeah i was most uh disappointed to see i didn't get the trophy for that um oh. but yeah yeah but what that was another one that i kind of that was one i did manage to click with just because i love going back to that game anyway so i love that atmosphere it just perfectly encapsulates what i love about the first film you know because it's it's set in the same sort of time frame roughly 
just perfectly gets it. And it, considering the track record of Aliens games that we've had over the years, um, it's definitely right up there. It's been one of the best. And I know that, that I think it was slated a little bit when it came out, but honestly, it was my game of the year for that year. Cause oh, it, it that's, was, man, as an Alien fan, that was probably the best Alien game I've played. It, that yeah. was a fantastic game. But then Fantastic. that in itself isn't really saying too much when you consider all the other ones that we've had. Yeah. Um, I mean, so because I've, I've got that, I've got <laughs> Alien Trilogy. Wasn't Clone Marines really good? <laughs> oh yeah, best game ever. Best Ugh. game ever. Yeah. I've got Big. that cover tattooed on my back. That's Big how good it was. steaming pile of xenomorph turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got to be one of the biggest lies in gaming we've ever had. I think. So. I was just looking at because I've never played the Aliens trilogy, but it looks like an old Doom game from the uh, screenshots yeah. I just had a look mm, at. That's, pre- that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Yes, it's, so, it's a Doom clone. So why don't we get? Why don't we just? Why doesn't it get remade into like Doom, like Doom has now? Oh, like those are the games that I think should be remade, like that, games like that. That would be nice. rather than all the remasters we're getting now. Thing is, I think they probably did that, and then that's how we got Aliens Colonial Marines. Yeah, but they just <laughs> fucked up on that. See, that's yeah, the thing so. that was going to be a big thing, but then obviously Gearbox decided to spend a lot of the money from that on uh, Borderlands 2. Yeah, Borderlands 2, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah. Fuck uh, you. Well, <laughs> then the other thought I had, can't you, doesn't uh, Doom have like a map editor building thing? Yeah, yeah snap map. Yeah. So that's your that's your homework, Josh. You need to go <laughs> and create uh, in a trilogy in the, <laughs> Snap in the Doom. <laughs> yeah, oh, good luck. Right. That sounds yeah. like a chore. <laughs> it sounds awesome, though. Or if, at least, if like, you could someone... put it off. Mm. Yeah, I don't know anything about sort of game design, so I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, failing that, I might just have to pick up a Wii U and do it on Mario Maker instead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can make some terrifying experiences with that though <laughs> to be yeah, fair yeah so I've seen yeah so I've seen yeah, made by a lot of cleverer people than myself so yeah, yeah but um, awesome. yeah well, you, you guys can fire into what you've been playing and I'll come back to mine in a bit well I recently well obviously pick, I obviously picked up uh, an Xbox Elite uh, gives me lovely wife let me buy one uh, love the Elite controller it's lovely but I've had to take all the paddles off of it yeah, I know that's what makes the pad what it is, but I've had to take the paddles off because I'm a complete div. I can't hold it properly and I'm constantly pressing the paddles and I'm doing stuff I'm not supposed to be doing, so I've had to take the paddles off. Yeah, I'm a bit of a div, but there you go. But the controller is, is super nice because you can it is all, beautiful. Yeah, change out the uh, I like to change out the length of the the right analog stick when I'm playing like first person shooters or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's super nice, super grippy. Just yeah, lovely, lovely piece of kit. Don't know whether I'd warrant 120 bucks on it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit pricey. I'd probably say around the 80 to 85 mark, maybe 120 is a bit much. But it the is the metal, the metal um, analog sticks and buttons look seem lovely. Nice. They are super nice. Yeah, it is just very nice, super well built, very very nice. So, but yeah. Yeah, uh, so I've been playing a lot of things and I've been dipping into a lot of sort of uh, what I class sort of art house games lately. Uh, Hardy farty. Hardy farty games, yeah, I've been bang on to them 
obviously, I'm going to... Well, I started a game a while back, which I never finished, and I finally got around to finishing. But I finished it on the PS4. Mr. Vader, you really hate this game. Well, you didn't really get past episode one, did you, with this game? I didn't get past it. It's your favourite game. It's your favourite game. It's hella good, yo. Yeah, it's hella good. (laughs) Come on, you love it. I'm sure it's great, but it's just I couldn't get couldn't get over the just the dialogue right. and the sassiness. Let's get into this then. Right. First off the bat, dialogue fucking awful. I agree <laughs> with you on this, Vader. Right. At first I could deal with it. Because I thought, okay, fair enough. It's it feels like they can't decide whether they are in high school or in college. It seems like they can't really make their mind up. One minute they're talking they're sensibly. In yeah, one minute they're talking sensibly, the next minute they're talking like they've just come out of the like early years of high school or whatever. Not too fond of the dialogue. So the voice the voice acting's good, but the dialogue they've got to work with not particularly very good. Right. Oh, I see, I, yeah, I've found the delivery a bit a bit weak at times. No, but that's my point. I don't think they've got anything to work with. <laughs> so yeah, that's good point. Yeah, 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 I honestly don't think they were given anything to work with, really, dialogue wise. But yeah, right, engine. Yeah. I played really? their. Yeah, I see. I played their last game. Remember me, and I found that to be quite crispy. This game, I found oh, that was be, interesting. That game, it was a very interesting game. Yeah, uh, the concept was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. I really, really liked Remember Me, and obviously, same company. But, I don't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah, it's Don't don't Nod. <laughs> yeah, same company. But, uh, yeah, engine seems a bit flaky. For me, I don't I don't know what was what was up with it. The graphics are okay, so they're not, they shouldn't be pushing the PS4 too far, but it seemed to me like there was a hell of a lot of frame drops and stuttering <laughs> in this game, like a lot. And You mean hella? Hella, there's a hella, hella lot of, hella lot of frame drops. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be stuttering quite a bit, and it when the like I can understand if the machine's been pushed really far, like say Uncharted Four, things like this, you're gonna get frame drops. But when the game's this kind of art simple. style, simple, I wouldn't expect it. So I was a bit disappointed by that, to be honest, because I thought it would run nice and clean. It seems like they made it on a very low budget. But they've obviously done well. So that was another gripe for me. Once I got over those gripes, I fucking love this game. I fucking love it, man. Uh, the story is uh, so... Uh, it's so compelling. Like The moment-to-moment endings, like... I really feel for the people that had to wait God knows how long between some of these episodes. Like, fuck me sideways. Some of the, <laughs> some of the cliffhangers, like, you, you might have seen me on Twitter, like, how can this game do this to me? How have you left me like this? I've only got to wait till tomorrow to play the next one. Some people had to wait like a month. I'm like, yeah, great. Uh, yeah. For the choice, to, uh, the, only, the only thing was it felt kind of like in some situations where you had choices you obviously you can rewind time to view your choices and then you can make your choice it kind of seemed like in the end not too many of them choices made a massive difference only a couple of the major ones 
and I know you've played through it, Josh. Did you kind yeah. of have that feeling, or was it different for you? Would you say? No, totally. I completely get where you're coming from. Um, but I think those sort of those minor choices are more for the purposes of character development and to help you engage with the characters mm-hmm. more. Whereas the, yeah. the major choices are the ones where it really throws the morality system at you when you know the your choice has serious ramifications as to what's going to happen. So you need to sit there or just like we did where we sat there and actually discussed the decision, talked about the possible outcomes of the decision. And then on, on on some of those major decisions, it actually, it came to me basically just sort of flicking the the stick from side to side and closing my eyes and just just going back and forth and landing on one and then just seeing where that got me. And a couple of those decisions I must, confess to actually regretting quite considerably um considering what happened in the story because of it but uh yeah it was one of those where right the decisions- i'm gonna i'm gonna say this right like it's hard to talk about this game without doing spoilers so i'm gonna drop drop it here spoiler warning um we're gonna talk spoilers for life is strange i'll put a time stamp you're gonna ruin it for me you're not gonna play it you ain't gonna play it no i was just gonna ask can i just play episode five and skip all the other fluff. I don't think it'll work. I don't think you'll care about the characters. Oh. Well, I really don't. I don't have the game of all. Oh, well, there we no, go. You then. Won't. So we yeah, spoiler warning right now, I will put a timestamp in the show. Okay? This is a spoiler warning that I said I'd edit in. Uh if you want to miss spoilers on Life is Strange, fast forward to one hour and forty minutes. Okie So that is a total of 12 minutes. Fast forward, you suckers. So, right. Some of the major decisions that I, like, when you go back to save, uh, God damn it, I've forgotten the name. I've played so many games okay. this week. Is it Chloe? Chloe? You mean, were well, you on about the best friend or Kate, the, be- the girl that gets... The, the best gets friend, that's Chloe, isn't the it? The best friend, Chloe, yeah. When you, yeah, uh, yeah you, got, you basically, you, you can focus on a photo and you can go back in time, but within yeah. the confines of that photo. Yeah. And obviously you go back in time and save her dad. Mm. How that mm. episode ended left mm-hmm. me distraught all night and I had to go to sleep and I was like, oh, why would this game do this to me? For the yeah. people that have played it, obviously, you're in the spoiler section now, so I presume you've seen it. You you go back, save her dad, because her dad died in a car accident, but you go back, yeah. save him from this car accident, and then obviously it throws you back to this timeline. Uh, everything's changed. You're hanging out with the cool kids who you didn't really get on with before. Chloe's not around, but you go back to her home to go visit Chloe, and she's paralyzed in a wheelchair. It's like, well, fuck me. Thanks, game. Thanks for that. For me, it it was that camera (laughs) angle when, because obviously the the reveal happens, you're looking at Max Mm -hmm. from Chloe's perspective, but because the camera is placed a lot lower, it makes you think, hang about, what's going on here? And then it pans around and she's paralyzed. And it it turns out that her dad's bought her a car and she ends up having this car accident and becomes paralyzed from the neck down and yeah, yeah uh, uh and then it goes on to uh another nice little decision whether to kill her or not mm, yeah thanks game 
Cheers yeah. for that nice decision. Thank you. Yeah, I certainly I, tugged on the heartstrings. Yeah, like seriously, it, as I said, like even though the dialogue was pretty rough and it seemed like not very good, those moment to moment things I still had quite an attachment to. Like deciding yeah. to to sort of give her the morphine overdose and to let her die, I was just like, I don't know what to do. I sat there for like ten minutes, like I, I don't know what to fucking do. What do I do? Yeah, do I kill her? Do I not? crazy but oh, man it, it's, it's a fantastic game and the just going from the moment to moment those big decisions and as you say like the other one with uh you move on and you have a friend who's been bullied and she basically yeah. wants to throw herself off the building um how yeah. did how, how did you far in that did you manage to save her or no, no, me neither. Yeah, she threw herself and, off the building. <laughs> yeah, and we, we were both absolutely cut up about that. Yeah, it was so. Yeah. I was just like, yes, I thought I'd done it, and no, yeah. I hadn't done it. Fuck, didn't she kill herself? I couldn't. I couldn't even continue to the next episode. I had to I'd go back to the main menu and put the controller down and sit there and just think about it. Just yeah. think about what I'd just done because it. I know that the writing can be so crap, but. The way that they handled those characters for me made me were really just, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like that. I I actually sort of said at the time. I remember it vividly. I want to save this girl because I genuinely feel sorry for her. And in, if I knew her in real life, I would do everything I could to save her yeah. anyway. So yeah. anything I can do to save her, I want to do. And I thought I was doing a good job of it, and then that happened. And I thought I'm like one of the worst human beings on <laughs> earth right now. Dude, I had the same thing. I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. Oh, fuck, she's dead. Yeah. I was like, console's going off, and I was like, well, I'm going to bed now. Like, yeah. They're like, all depressed. I'm like, oh, man, I couldn't say yeah. that. That sucks. But then, obviously, you move on, and then, like, oh, man, that game just throws so many big curveballs at you. Like, it turns out who the murderer is in the end. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, it's that dude, it's that dude, and it turns out to be the nice teacher who's, like, fucking taping yeah. up girls and taking fucked up pictures of them and then murdering them like do you get no, where it the fuck he was a creep yeah but i didn't think he was like a, a, a child murdering motherfucker he's just like jesus mm. it must just yeah, be me because I, I thought he was just a little bit like creepy i didn't think he was that bad it was just like yeah. wow <laughs> yeah this yeah. is all out of context for me but i've met but that's the teacher mm. right at the beginning right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me because that guy was. There's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> you're you're a better character judge than me. Then I just thought he was just a bit like he liked younger girls. That's all I thought. I didn't think he was a fucking yeah. crazy murder in that case. <laughs> but it's, it puts it into perspective if you go back to the first episode and you Play examine some of yeah some of the the artwork mm. in the room, and then you think now I know the full story. It's just there. these pieces all click a lot better. It's like yeah. when you watch Fight Club the second time. Hey, yeah. You know what, yeah, yeah, what the twist is, and you think, yeah, of course. You know, I can't believe I didn't notice it's just this earlier. There, staring you in the face. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm normally pretty on the ball when it comes to this sort of stuff. Like, you know, I know who who did it generally, but that one actually completely threw me off. So I had to sort of give the game a round of applause for that because it really mm. did catch me off guard. Yeah, and then obviously, ugh, man, that final decision that w- that was a killer oh. for me. Like uh, for for Vader, and obviously, if anyone who's listening who haven't played it, who who's not too bothered, obviously, you get to the final sequence. You have got the tornado tearing up your village, and basically, you've gone through all this stuff, all this pain and anguish. You get to the point, and he basically says, "Right, 
you either save Arcadia Bay yep. and kill Chloe, or you let Chloe live and the entire of Arcadia Bay gets ravaged by this tornado and hundreds of people die. I'm like, well, fuck. How is that yeah. even a decision? How can you end the game? Just, you've got death or more death. Yeah. Thanks. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. an easy decision. You go for the, the greater good. What one is the greater good, though? Yeah, but more the, people survive. You it's can't, easy you for you to say that having not played it, though. That's the thing. This is the no, thing, no. I, I, I honestly had a genuine, throughout of everything I'd been through with Chloe throughout the game, I yeah. I had a genuine connection with that girl, yeah, and I was like, I, I don't want to like... Oh, I thought she was paralysed. No, see, this is, yeah, I, we, we had to change, we changed time back again because like she was paralysed. Yeah. She fucks around with time so much, this is basically what created this tornado, because you're going back, it's chaos theory, basically. Yeah. Pretty Obviously, much. you keep going back and forth through time, changing shit, this and that. You end up fucking with the universe too much and it's, basically it's the, it sounds like, an effect. It sounds like the butterfly effect, the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Ashton Kutcher, which actually I thought was a quite a good movie. Hmm. It was all right. Uh, eh, not bad. It, it's, yeah. it's pretty much it's the only story that plays the time traveling that I consider to be possibly more ludicrous than Lost. Wait, let's not get started on Lost again. <laughs> Come on. We had this the other day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we're going to get that little jab in there. Yeah, I just mean, didn't you? But yeah, well, I loved it. That's all I can say. Loved it. Yeah. Loved the game. Yeah, the dialogue could have been a lot better. All right, the script, they, they, they yeah. could have written... The writers could have done a better job, but they done a good enough job for me to actually give a shit about the characters in the end, which That's I was happy good. about, which which is good. And the choices, I felt an emotional connection when making them choices, so they done their job. Yeah, they yeah. done a and good the, job. That that ending just absolutely yeah, ruined killer. us. I mean, the, well, yeah. so I mean, I, I guess because we're in spoiler territory, I'm alright to say it, but. The, because we we went for the ending where you sacrifice Chloe, because mm. I knew it was the right thing to do. I still took 20 minutes to make that decision, but I knew it was the right thing to do. And I knew exactly what was going to happen. So we were sitting there and we watched the ending. And the bit that got me was the bit with the funeral, Chloe's funeral. Yeah. When, when you see her mum being taken up to the funeral and when you see her mum's legs buckle, because obviously the, the weight of the situation is too much for her yeah. when that happened i was i was sobbing my heart out at that point it's rough it yeah. was rough it, it's just like well how like yeah. so invested in these characters non-fictional characters i'm just like well shit the thing i did as well yeah. obviously once i finished it i reloaded it from the last checkpoint and done the opposite decision yeah. both very sad either way yeah because like if when you save her you're walking through the village and Fucking hunt, like everyone's dead. The village is crushed, and it's just oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I did this. This is my fault. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Brilliant but, game. Fantastic story. Terrible script. <laughs> That's... Right, outside perspective and very unbiased. Hmm. <laughs> it seems like this game's got so many cliches in it, though. Like you've got a creepy mm. murderer guy. You've got uh, euthanasia you've got suicide you've got natural disasters it, there's a lot going on 
There is a lot going on, but it works. Like, it honestly does. But you've got to think the same about Until Dawn. Damn, that is one big walking cliche. But that, it works. Just works. Yeah, yeah but at least it's just one big cliche. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'd say Until Dawn's long... got a lot of cliches in it. Yeah, a lot. yeah no, I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Oh, he's, 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 he- he's, he's, he- he's hella teasing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right, well, that's that one then. Yeah, good game on my view. I most certainly enjoyed it. I'm glad I played it in the good. end. Cool. Um, I'm I'm tempted to play it now. Now I have like uh, insider knowledge of what's going on. <laughs> now I've told See, you the you entire had, game you want to play. If you told me that before, I could have told you <sighs> stuff about the plot further down the line, and then you could have played it a long time ago. Yeah, no, we'll see. I might get, yeah. There's well, just too many other things to play. But, but you haven't got to pay for it. It's, <laughs> it's on my PS4, Vader. You already have it. Yeah, I know. All five yeah, episodes. Go well, on, you so know you we'll want see. to. If I get time, I will. I, I'd like you to play it and finish it. Just even for you to say I didn't like it, I I, I would still <laughs> like you to just finish it. It would it would be nice. I I, I yeah, it'd be, it'd be here to not hear your opinion on the entire thing. But yeah, cool. Well, I enjoyed it. So uh, what well, else? What else have you been playing, Mister Vader? Um, uh, excuse me. What do I want? What, what do you guys want to? You've seen my list. What do you guys want me to talk about? Because they're kind of good, but are kind of revisiting stuff. Uh, the, briefly, the division. I jumped back on that. I was sick this week, so I had a day off, and I thought oh, I'll play some division because I do like the gameplay. I just mm. don't like the, um, the kind of the grind behind it. I'd rather if it was more of a linear game set in that open world. Yeah, um, if that makes sense. I don't like the the grind MMOs aspects of it. Um, I prefer it was more of like a Dark Souls. That sounds terrible. It's nothing like Dark Souls. I'm not trying to say that. But Dark Souls is a multiplayer game. Damn it. We nearly went a whole episode without mentioning Dark Souls. (laughs) So close. Didn't happen. (laughs) Um, I'd prefer it if it was like that. But I jumped on and I did some leveling with a a friend um, online um, from the States. Uh, And uh, one thing that I thought was super cool, because when you've got someone who's high level, I couldn't do anything. I was just like a walking liability. (laughs) <laughs> but I managed to level up and like real quick. And so he would just go kill everything for me in the levels. And so I could just like run around just mucking around. And there was a little Russian doll, you know, those ones where you can open up and you take another one out on the inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was one of them and I shot it and it like split open the outside. And there was another little one inside a different color. And I shot it again and same thing happened. And I just thought that was super cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> that there was this, someone took the time to make this little Russian doll with like, Four, four or five layers that you could shoot <laughs> and I just I loved that um, and yeah it was in the Russian consulate so it made sense <laughs> um, yeah I don't know so that was awesome um, cool uh, just because that was short I have been playing some Dark Souls so I'm going through my new game plus and I did the marriage ceremony well what you can call a marriage that's some. F- <laughs> Isn't that how up. you got married? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, and I did the Sigwood and Yorm fight, the proper way. The proper so way. I that my first time through. <laughs> yeah. First time <laughs> I fought Yorm, I didn't use the sword, the storm sword, or it's called. <laughs> didn't I you just chop it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've got a video off. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. I, you could shoot him in the head, and it would stun him. Um, 
after like four or five arrows, and then you could get a Bloodborne style visceral attack on him. And I did it that way. It took ten minutes. <laughs> Whereas you could um, just get the storm sword and hit him four times, and he's dead. Yeah, my way's cooler. But this time I, <laughs> I didn't do a thing. I had I was streaming it, and I had a few people watching. It was hilarious. Guys, kind of stood there. Oh, just and, let Sigurd do it. Yeah, and yeah. it was so cool. He's such a bro. Yeah, super bro, <laughs> super bro. Um, I like when he comes in as well. Uh, spoilers, if anyone's yeah, again. Yeah, just I, w- I won't say what. Well, yeah, but the, the 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 whole conversation between him and Yorm is quite cool. Yes, uh, yeah. well, Yorm doesn't say much. It's a one sided conversation, but yeah, it's super yeah. cool. Yeah, um, and just on that, the single thing, uh, Neo Loki, our, our friend of the show, um, the man who does the cool styled uh, movie videos, he's done a call, the duty of Sigfoot of Katarina. Ooh, uh, a video is like a little movie after. cinematic, um, twenty minutes or so long. Cool. Where he's got like piece, he's strung, he's like pieced all the dialogue together from his uh, his story, and then kind of cosplayed to do some actions where he's at, and so it's just stitched together, a cool little movie of Sigurd's journey through the game. Awesome, um, yeah. So a little shout out to Neo Loki. Good little video that I've watched it. I yeah, haven't seen it yet. I will cool. definitely uh, have yeah. to check that out. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. But just a, just a note, because I think this is a cool aspect that I don't know if I've talked about on about Dark Souls Three is that the NPC quest lines. I just think they're really cool. Like you can break them, but still achieve certain goals within them. Yeah, and I think that's a nice little touch. Previous Souls games, you break a quest line, you beat a boss too early before you've done talk to the right person. It's done. It's over. It's all over Red Rover. Yeah. Whereas this, I completely missed the Sigward quest line. I had virtually finished the game. I, I don't think I'd finish, beat the last boss, mm. but I may have. I can't remember now. And I found out more about the Sigwood in the well. I'm pretty sure everyone knows about this by now, like the Sigwood's in the well. Um, and so I went back and he was there. <laughs> like, he was still sitting in the he well. He's still and down so, there. <laughs> yeah. And so I'd already done the... Um, the Oh, what's it called? The profane capital and all that. Yep. I've done the, the, the key through Cathedral of the Deep. And so I went and bought his armor, threw his armor down to him, went to the profane capital, found him inside the, the cage. I hadn't found, I think that's maybe what, what, what saved me is I hadn't actually seen, found the location to his prison. So I hadn't opened it. So maybe that, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, um, that was a bit of a bugger to find. The, yeah. I think if you had found it and opened it, it may have ruined it, but I hadn't. So I found it. He was in there and he, I got my Titanite slab and I thought that was super cool that there's kind of like a mini quest line within that major quest line that you still could achieve, even though you'd missed the main kind of point of his journey. And I, I just think that's really, that's some, that's some sweet programming uh, going on there um, that they've allowed that to happen. So he, he, so what you'd killed Yorn by yourself and you still was able to get the slab from him? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is pretty cool. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd finished the I'd finished the game. Like I I I may not have finished the Lord of Cinder, but I'd finished everything else. Oh, that's and cool. I went back. Like I'd I was already at least definitely into um, Lothric Castle. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. It pretty was cool. in game tidy up, and as I say, like I missed the in because the slab he gives to you regardless at the prison cell, not at the end of the quest. Oh, that's right. So yeah, he with, does. Yeah, he gives it to you there before he, he even turns up at you. And you're right. Yeah. So I just think that's a really cool touch, um, and I think that's um, yeah, 
Very really cool. good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, work. So, yeah, just, yeah, those are the couple of games I've, else I've been playing. Who's next? Joshua, Mr. Crow. Hello. What Ooh. else you been playing, man? Right. So, now I've finally got my Xbox One, I've actually been able to play some bloody games on it. Hmm. So... One game that I wanted to play on it for so long, and I've actually managed to do it now, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it, is bloody Titanfall. I should pick that up. Yes, you Good should. Because, yeah, if you get EA Access, it's free, and all the DLC is free as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's in the vault, and it's just it's free, and it's really bloody good. Um, because uh, would- when it comes to... Yeah, the, when it comes to first-person shooters, I'm going to get kind of hit and miss. I mean, I used to play... Call of Duty Online for many, many, many hours. And I kind of got out of there. I got back into it slightly for uh, Star Wars Battlefront and uh, Black Ops 3. But I didn't really sort of connect with them as much as I wanted to. I've been looking for an online shooter for a long time because I haven't really played any. And I thought, you know what, I really fancy getting back into that. So Titanfall was one that I've had my eye on for so long. It wasn't necessarily a system seller to me. um, But I thought seeing as... um, I was actually picking up an Xbox One, and I thought, well, it's one of the exclusives I need to actually sink my teeth into. So I managed to actually pick it up, and yeah, that game is incredible. It's one of the only first-person shooters I'm not completely shit at, for a start. So, yeah, so that has already earned it some brownie points. Um, Just uh, there's so, so many good things in there, just to, to run around in big, giant mechs as well. It makes you kind of, to me, the, the relatable point for me is kind of like in the Matrix Revolutions where you've got the, the big sort of the mechs yeah. that have got the massive guns on when they're fighting in Zion. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that, but it just, because when you're playing a match on it, it kind of breaks it down. You've got your pilots, which are like your player control characters. Then you've got um, specters, which are kind of uh, like robots, I suppose, that are kind of, they're, tasked with sort of filling out the other team i think and um yeah so they've got guns and but they're easy easy kills and they get easy points and it's it makes it really easy to uh, level up and then you've got um other little things as well that just sort of potter around and sort of attack you so you can really sort of work on the smaller things to actually get points to level up quicker and then you can because you'll often find that after a match, you'll think you'll have killed a fair amount of pilots, but you'll only get about sort of two pilot kills. So, which kind of takes it away from me a little bit. Because I'm thinking, well, I really kicked ass in that round, but then I see I only actually got two proper kills. And I go, well, you know, it was, but it's just when you get that confirmation your Titan is ready and you drop that Titan and you, you stand there and then you see it dropping out of the sky and you get in it. It's such a power surge and you just feel so amazing. And I think it was like the second match I ever played. My Titan was ready. I was waiting for the right time. I dropped and called my Titan in and the Titan landed on top of another Titan on the other team. I thought, <laughs> that's it. I love this game. This is amazing. <laughs> I've played cool. this for a strong- long time. Did Sorry? you destroy the other Titan? Did you want to destroy did. the other Titan? Yeah, nice. it was amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, this is a multiplayer game, considering the fact that if you get EA access, it's free as well. 
it's yeah it is incredible and it's just such a shame that the player base isn't as big as it used to be because that is an amazing game so christian so you're playing multiplayer there's no you're not playing like the one player section because there is as many one player section is there right uh, if there is, I'm certainly not aware of it. Oh, I, yeah. thought, I thought I, I know there's no storyline, but I thought there was like no. a like a, maybe a tutorial kind of section where you go through there, and sort of. There the is box. a little tutorial section, but I got bored of that very quickly. I thought oh, I want to okay. get in the action. It's a first person shooter. I know what to do. It's all right. Um, so you are playing multiplayer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically multiplayer. multiplayer yeah, yeah. 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 So you're finding enough. You're finding enough people to play with. Uh, it struggles sometimes to find a match. Um, the first night I played it. It found a match, um, I don't know, within seconds. It depends what um, mode you're playing. There's a specific I, mode that everyone's playing that's left on the what's game. That? I think it might be attrition. That's the one I've been playing. That's the only yeah. game I've been playing because that's, from what I've heard, that's the only one that people are still playing. So I thought, well, because yeah. that's essentially it's just Team Deathmatch. So I thought, well, that's the one that suits me best anyway because Team Deathmatch is my kind of game, you know, because I'm. Just I'm a man of simple taste. I've got no problem with just straight up team deathmatch. So I've had a couple of connection issues where uh, it's had to migrate the servers um, and it's struggled to find a game a couple of times. But there are still people playing it, not as many people as I would like, <clears> but <throat> there's definitely still people playing it. And it's it's bloody good fun, to be honest. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, um, I had it on PC and... It's, it's a great game. It, the movement's great. The mechs are great. The shooting's great. It's just mm. because of the lack of content, why people dropped yeah. off. People really wanted that single-player content. And at the time when it first came out, there wasn't enough maps, and it, it just didn't hold people. They needed more maps and things when it first came out to hold people's attention, which, by the yeah. looks of things, they're going to be... They, they know what they've done wrong with that one, and Titanfall 2 is going to fix that, I think. So they've Yeah, got, and got, I reckon... It, there's going to do quite well off Titanfall 2 as it's coming out on both platforms. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, so I was hoping that they actually get a cross play going with that one as well. Cause if they can do that, I reckon that would be pretty sweet. It's, I can pick it up secondhand for $14. So I might do that. Mm. Yeah. I've got it on EA access as well. Cause it's like three 99 a month. And yeah, you get for a like month, Battlefield yeah. 4 plus all the DLC, Titanfall, all the DLC, Unravel, Need for Speed, all the sports games for free. Well, you can leave a month. Need for Speed. Leave well, for speed. I'm going to play it just, just to say I've played it. <laughs> well, if, if, you're, if you're getting it for free, why not? Yeah, I might have to look yeah. in. Need for Speed Rivals yeah. isn't too bad, though, so that's all right. Rivals is good. Yeah, Rivals is wicked. That was a, another little thing I was dipping into hmm. um, a few weeks back, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, but the, the latest Need for Speed is, isn't too good. Um, but I, I picked up uh, Dead Space uh, via EA Access as well. Oh, yeah, Dead Space is on there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Back compared. Yeah. yeah. And I'll happily play Dead Space over and over again. So. Such a good game. Yes, it's amazing. <gasps> you haven't played Dead Space? Do it. Uh, we've had this conversation before, haven't we, Vader? Yeah, I've got. Yeah. I've only tried the third one. Oh, for Christ's sake, that's the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> it's played quite well. Man, Dead Space 1 is a whole nother level compared to Dead Space oh, yeah. 3. Yeah. I've seen it played. I think <sighs> my nephew played it and I watched him play it for a bit, but I never actually played it. Fantastic fucking yeah. game. That game is so Dead, good. It's one of the Dead best Space survival Dream. horror games out there. Yeah. Without it doubt. is. And it really scratched the itch of having not having any proper sort of alien games to play. It really managed yeah. to scratch that itch. 
Yeah. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal. The atmosphere, the sound design, uh, yeah. Dead Space one was just so good. So unbelievably good. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, yeah. loved it. Yeah. Please go play it, Vader. Yeah, well, if I get EA access, I can. Yeah. yeah. It, it, for the free free ninety nine a month that we pay for, I don't know how much it'd be for you, but it's like three. Well, actually, yeah, it's pretty, pretty reasonable. Man, yeah. it should just be free with your Xbox Live because we get jack all from Xbox Live. The games are rubbish that come yeah. free with it. The games have been a bit jank as of late. Uh, it's, we get it's, this? it's only it's only five bucks a month, uh, thirty bucks for a year. So I might do a year. Yeah, it's it's to, for the amount of games you get, it's worth it. And obviously, that they're constantly updating it. And also, you, games. you get previews as well. Like, you can try Mirror's yeah. Edge out. And Battlefield 1, yeah, we're going to get to try that out. I really want to play Battlefield no, 1. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. so. It's games I usually wouldn't buy, because I don't, generally don't get EA games. But if I can try them for free... Exactly. So that, that is why I picked it up. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go out and buy a lot of them. But, like... Yeah. I get to play Battlefield One early, so that's a, that's just sold for me. I, I can't wait for that game. Although you remember the conversation we had a few weeks ago about Battlefield Hardline because it was in the sale for four quid, and you said to leave it. It's a stinker. Yeah, I downloaded it for free. Hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. It's not very good, is it? <laughs> it's really not very good. If you're going to play no. Battlefield, I know, I know you said you didn't particularly get on with Battlefield Four, but I, I jumped back on that again after like I played sort of 200 hours on the pc 100 hours on the ps4 and then i threw it back on the xbox i haven't played it for a long time jumped back on i was like oh man i forgot how good this game was and yeah straight in 2.0 kd yeah. killing everyone with an apc oh i loved it fantastic it was about, battlefield 4 was different because i was just rubbish at it whereas battlefield hardline is just rubbish <laughs> it's just rubbish yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally agree absolutely terrible yeah see yeah. I, was, I was all over uh, bad company battlefield 2 on ps3 but mm. just didn't like battlefield 3 you might like battlefield 4 battlefield 4 is more slower and clunkier than battlefield 3 was it's it's yeah, got yeah. It, yeah it's more chunkier it's like slower harder firing battlefield 4 was it's great i love that game love it i love it yeah but i play that a lot again on the xbox so if you do end up with ea access Yes. Yeah, definitely have a couple of games. So yeah. Vader, you been playing anything else at all? Um, well, just a quick mention, Alan Wake. I know you both like this game. Ooh, love Alan love Wake. It. Love, love it. it. Yeah. I just I knew I knew Josh you did. I just wasn't hundred percent sure. I was pretty sure that you did, Cliff. Uh yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Um it's it's pretty good graphics since it's a few years old and the previous gen but um yeah i got the free code when i got my quantum break um so i chucked that on also while i was off work sick and played it and yeah so far very intriguing really really like the combat mechanic of the torch and then the gun have you I finished it yet no no i'm just oh, i'm early days so you don't days. understand why that mechanic is what it is yet um only thing i know is that your wife partner lady is terrified of the dark that's all i know that's i'm only, only really yeah. just got to the cabin <laughs> right. and just okay. disappeared mm-hmm. so it's still very early like i didn't get yeah. much time um with it but i was instantly intrigued by the mechanic um because you do the tutorial section and you first wake up and the dream kind of scape yeah all right it's, i don't know anyway how any of it fits together or if it's what what it is it's very very um Silent Hill kind of start kind of feel in some yeah. ways from what I remember. 
Nay, um, nay, nay. And that is exactly why I love this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's been a long time since I played Silent Hill. Um, but yeah, it's it really cool. Like, for those who don't know, the mechanic is you shine a torch, you, you first the tutorial kind of combat area at the start of the game, um, which also ties in there. It's not like a lame tutorial, forced tutorial, but it's where you learn you have a torch and you have these crazy, this crazy X-Men coming at you and you've got to shine the torch at them to kind of break the darkness's power over them to make them vulnerable to bullets. And I just really like that, that juggling between your battery power because you can blast them with a high beam, which is kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, And then you have to shoot them and it's just you can kind of, you've, you've got two or three coming at you and you've got to kind of... Um, time things right so you yeah it's it's pretty cool um that double kind of shooting yeah two different things yeah you have to basically uh, but, clean them before you can shoot them yeah yeah um and so you, you might have to clean someone they get staggered and it gives you enough time to then clean them shoot and shine the torch at another one and then you break that one and then you can shoot the first one and stuff um yeah, it was cool. It, was, it made an interesting mechanic, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, and then it just made my day when I went into the diner, like right at the start of the game, when it gets into like the real story. Like you go into a diner, and there's this old, these old drunk dudes, mm-hmm. and they ask you to put put the song on. And yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> put the lime and the coconut song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cr- cracked up. I had that song. Like my problem with me is I don't actually can't remember tunes, and I can't repeat a tune at all. <laughs> and so if I get a song stuck in my head, it's not the tune. It's just the idea of the song. Mm-hmm. And I had that, that, uh, that song. I was like, what is this song? And I couldn't find it on the internet. And then it, this, that was only like a week ago. And then this, it was in the game. It just made my day. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... um, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing your opinion when you finish the game, because the, the, the cleaning mechanic has a, f- yeah, there's a reason if it, it, it ties into the story. There's yeah. obviously a reason for it. Uh, all of the, the, this this game really reminded me of. Someone said it the other day as well on Twitter that something Stephen King would write. Yeah, well, I mean, Stephen King is referenced in the opening sentence of yeah, the game. I was going to so. say that. Yes, yeah. I don't remember. I don't yeah. even remember that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the very first line he says is something about Stephen King. And it, it's yeah. it's all about the main character's an author. It's all very um, related around horror book kind of <clears throat> yeah. uh, aesthetic. Um, yeah. The na- narration's not bad, but it's, it's a little cheesy. Um, but is it, that, that's why, because isn't he going up there to write a new uh, book? Isn't he? He's, yeah, because he's got writer's block. He doesn't want to, and that's your wife. I'm assuming it's a wife. Um, hmm. I think she so. gets you get angry at her. It's like the very first thing you get separated. Cause she's like, brings a typewriter and you're like, I can't write. I'm don't go just to me. And then you storm off and real, real like teenage boyish. Just, just uh, get on the typer <laughs> and uh, typewriter, start tapping away. And it will just say all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. It's just, just, <laughs> just the way to do it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, so I thought that was kind of a bit cheesy, but uh, but yeah, and then that's when the things start kicking off and getting really spooky. Um, yeah, we, 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 we shall report back when you finished it. Oh, question: right, so. I got two download keys. The second one is like Alan Wake American Nightmare. American is that Nightmare. DLC? Or is it's that a, a, it's a standalone DLC. Yeah, 
you didn't need the first game to buy it. Yeah. It, it played on its own, but it oh, was okay. it it's was just, a DLC. Yeah, it's essentially it's kind, of like, a, kind of like a horde mode, isn't it? Uh, I, to be honest, I never, I never played, played it. it. I never played what? it, but that's mm. the impression I got. I've got it for the thing. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's that's what I've been playing. Um, cool. Yeah. Any other games with you lot? I have been playing quite a bit. Right, I'm going to fire away with quick on some of these. Some of them don't really sort of... Right, another arty game I've been playing, Three-Fourths Home. Any of you guys played it? Nope. Yeah, I don't know whether it's worth the money. I only paid... I paid four quid for it, right? Whoa, that's bad. Is it? Whoa, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you only paid four quid for it and you think that's not not worth the money, that means it's terrible. (sighs) I think I've been a bit harsh already off the mark, right? <laughs> the, the the story and what it stands for is great. But it it it's but right. Basically, the game set out. It's very very white. So if you play it for too long, your eyes will bleed. Right? Put it that way. It's it's basically looking at like a sheet of white paper and someone's drawn in sort of black biro and it's just like you're you're driving in a car along a road so you hold the right trigger down to drive that is it and then it's conversational dialogue and you pick and choose what you want to say and as the story progresses you get a different scenery as your car drives and that's basically the game there is no real game to it so basically it's a book in a sense right yeah but it yeah yeah exactly this is what i mean it was kind of not what i was expecting but what the story plays on it's basically a girl you start out at a house and you're like oh it's your, it's your old grandparents house i think they're probably dead and she's like oh okay and then obviously as you're driving your parents are ringing you up and they say right oh there's a big tornado warning do you need to get back home quick and as the conversations go on like you learn more about the family about obviously her father and the things he's gone through like he's lost a leg and become sort of paralyzed and she's got a a a brother who who's sort of mentally ill there's a there's a lot of a lot of life problems all congealed into one and the way the game ends as well, it's another problem. It's, it's, it's a very harrowing little story. It only took me, I think it takes about half an hour to finish. Very short. If you're looking for a, a little look into sort of emotions of these things, it's worth it. As a game, yeah, you can't really call it a game. It's basically an interactive book. That's all I can say about it, really. it's I don't know what more I can say. A lot of review sites were giving it nines out of tens. I can't see where they're coming from, but I don't know. It's it's hard to explain unless played. It really is. It's yeah. I don't know. Just do a YouTube video and we'll watch it. Yeah, seriously, you you could. But the thing the thing is because it's decision based conversation. You won't get that same feel as if you're just watching someone else play it. I think you need to make the decisions yourself. But 
it is quite harrowing sort of the, as I say the things that are talked about and brought up as a piece of art it's nice as a game yeah not so much I wouldn't say it was a game and it, I don't think it sh- should be classed as a game it's definitely a piece of art sounds like the start of um, Overwatch not Overwatch Firewatch Firewatch <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, uh, yeah it very yeah, it very much is that exactly that but picture that at the bottom of the screen and at the top of the screen is a car driving along a road and like say as the tornado comes in you see a tornado and then a house and a memory and like of like another house and it says oh I'm near the barn and you see a barn go past so it basically is that yeah but it's the story that is told within that that's the interesting it part it sounds interesting it is interesting as it a piece of a mobile app game rather than a console I don't know whether you can get it on your phone but it would be perfect to have oh, on I a mobile did. yeah Absolutely, that is where it would be suited to play. It categorically would. But, yeah, interesting. I liked it as a game, me as a piece of art. Very nice. It did make my emotions sort of bubble as to what was going on with this character, that character. And then it ended and, yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. Kind of same with Life is Strange. It was a bit of a shitter of an ending. So I was like, oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, goddamn art games. Uh, yeah, on another note, Killer Instinct. Ah, oh, love that game. Super awesome. <laughs> Why do people, right? Seriously, everyone bangs on about Street Fighter Five. Killer Instinct is a fucking fantastic fighting game. Fantastic. Why does nobody talk about Killer Instinct? Why? Why? Probably because it's not Evo, I imagine. Unlike well, Street Fighter, bloody well should be. I've been a big fan well, of I mean, Killer Instinct for a long time. If and they can have Injustice, and they should have Killer Instinct. Ah so. oh, man, just it, it's built so well. And even in the training mode, like you can go in and it, it has like frame counters and hit boxes that you can turn on and off, so you can learn hmm. so much. It is a fantastic fighting game and as I say it's free right? and then you pick what characters you want or you can just like you can pick up I think I picked up season 1 and 2 with all the characters for like 12 quid totally worth it I love that game brilliant fighting game if you play it come find me on Xbox Half-Life H-A-L-F-L 1-F-E and come and give me a fight because I love Killer Instinct it's Xbox exclusive, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. Yes. I wonder yeah. if that's why it might not be because almost all the other games, Fight Street Fighter Fives, PS4, and that's what's it. Evo. Oh, right. I guess it's at PC though, as well. But I guess Killer Instinct should be PC as well, isn't it? It is PC, yeah. Okay, ignore me. <laughs> well, great fighting game, fan bloody tastic. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. I've downloaded think... it, but I haven't uh, played it yet. So. Yeah, same. I think I downloaded it. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, other games to play. <laughs> hmm. But I, I've been a big fan of Killer Instinct since the arcade days. I used to sort of be a local champion at that game in in my local arcade. I used to just destroy everyone. So Because uh, I was talking to CJ about it, and obviously he knows that I'm a, an old school Killer Instinct fan. So it was nice to get it back and 
sort of have those old characters and they've done rare have done a fantastic job of it and yeah I can't wait to see more seasons more characters yeah it's and, cool yeah it's awesome 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 <sighs> what else has anyone else been playing because you don't want to hear me natter on forever yeah I've been uh, cracking on with Deus Ex Human Revolution because uh, it's on backwards compatible on Xbox and I wanted to get stuck into it because it's less well I think it's what 20, it's 23rd tomorrow so it's a one month tomorrow that Mankind Divided comes out so I wanted to kind of get I don't know so up to Jen with the, the story um, because I've only played it through once uh, a release and I, I really enjoyed it although going back to it now um, I've having played more games and more varied games now in particular uh quite a few dark souls games the boss battles in that game are shite frankly. <laughs> yeah they're so awful it's yeah. unbelievable they really um, were it, bad <laughs> yeah it really lets the game down because it, you can be completely stealthy and then you get boss battles that require literally no strategy and it's just you got run away fire run away fire and that's pretty much all it is and it's completely terrible and the, the boss battle I'm on now that I was trying this morning, um, I don't even know if I can do it because I was looking, like looking it up on Google, and the particular sort of augmentation thing that you need to really make the the fight easier, I don't have, and I don't have enough practice kits to actually get that. So oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a real sort of pain in the ass to do that boss. So I don't, I might have to sort of give it a miss for a couple of days and come back to it. But yeah, um, I just basically wanted to shoot through it to just be ready for Mankind Divided. I think I'm about two thirds of the way through it now. So I've got a month yet, so I've got plenty of time to finish it. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where, although I said to myself, I wasn't going to play anything from last gen on this generation, you know, considering the fact that I've just got a console that's got its own exclusive games to play. Yeah, I didn't really go very well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less for myself. So, yeah, but um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say on that one. Awesome. No, it's uh, it was a good game. I played a bit of it, but yeah, those boss battles were pretty rough. Most certainly were pretty rough. Yeah, well, I see uh, uh, on the episode I wasn't here. Obviously, you guys had a quick chat about Pokemon Go. Because every man and his dog was playing it. Um, still am. It's fun. Still am. See, I, I I downloaded it, played it for about an hour and a half, uninstalled it, and I was like, I can't be bothered to walk around the streets of London because it's London. Someone will nick my phone, and then I'll have to Good fight watching. them. <laughs> I'll have to get into a boxing match to get my phone back. Um, but then I realised I walk nearly 15 miles every day to and from work <laughs> so I completely forgot about that fact I, I walk for about an hour and 10 minutes to work and an hour and 10 minutes back again so I walk about 15 miles ish every day so I threw on I threw the old Pokemon Go back on and it's quite a fun app to play it uh, yeah it's fun it uh my work walks aren't very boring anymore, put it this way. It, <laughs> it, it gives me something to do in on that long ass walk to work. So And you'll be you'll be smashing out those eggs. Yeah, that's the thing. I like obviously I'm, like, I need to get a couple more incubators because I've got a load of eggs because on the way to work I must walk past 
about 10 to 15 poker stops so I hit all them up on the way to work so I'm getting eggs and that from them and what level am I now well I, I reinstalled it this morning uh, I walked to work I didn't even walk back mind I got a lift home so I never even walked back and I've already I think I'm at level 6 or 7 and I think I've caught about 20 odd Pokemon so far and I forgot that and I forgot I had incense so what I can do as well because the journey's an hour or whatever I can do two incense on the way to work so that's even more Pokemon so damn it that it's got me <laughs> nice yeah, see, I, I play with the kids um, <laughs> um, we did a lot a couple of weeks ago we went the first weekend it was out because we got it before you lot uh, we were the first country to get it I believe us in Australia yeah um, we we I took the kids out we went around Wellington and we um, we did a little video of us yeah, catching I'll Pokemon see the video. Um, it was lots of fun it's a bit we, it's, the sound quality is not great because of the wind but uh <laughs> But we just had fun together, and it's been great just seeing how friendly the town and people are. Um, I don't think I talked about this last podcast. I think we did it. I can't remember. I think we did it after the podcast we went out. But, um, yeah, it was was just great, like, people just stopping and talking to each other and just being super friendly. I I just really like that, that a silly app can can do that. Um, Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) I think it's great. Uh, The one downfall that does wind me up about it, is that it doesn't do its stuff in the background with your phone locked. That's really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Really annoying. It, yeah, you got to keep it open, which is a bit stink. I know they have the um, battery saver mode, but... Pff, if you want to cheat, there's there's actually a website called po- po- PokerVision, hmm. and it actually shows you where the Pokemon are, so you don't have to go hunt them. Really? It, it it has it all timed and shows you when they will disappear and whatnot. And they, oh, yeah. it kind of defeats the object plan. Yeah, yeah, no. really. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, it's but it's quite interesting to look. So you can go pin yourself on the map, and yeah, my downside where I live, there's nothing appears. Like there's no Pokemon. Very rarely do I see a Pokemon around my mm-hmm. house. There, there, well, there's a new one that they've just uh, there's a Pokemon Go app that's been hacked that you can put on your phone, and it basically means you can walk without walking my mate was doing it he basically walked from <laughs> london to south america just by holding a button <laughs> fucking ridiculous uh but the, the, the ear catching apparently if you travel faster than 12 miles an hour the the distance don't track as correct the egg for the egg that's correct because um, i got a lift home and as as you say for the egg that i've got in the incubator at the moment it's a five kilometer one uh and it's six and a half miles to walk to work but because we came home in the car it only registered as one kilometre so it, it knew yeah. it knew I was in a car it's not silly yeah yeah but yeah it's cool like, I just really as I say it's really fun to see people get out and about I'd like to see a few more um, tweaks to it and a bit more updates yeah oh um, it keeps crashing as well which is a pain well I think I think this most mostly because they weren't expecting that many people like it's got more users than Twitter yeah crazy like, that's huge. Like, I don't think they were expecting to actually have that much buy-in. Yeah. No, I don't think they were expecting. But it's got Pokemon stamped on it, surely. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know. But if they're earning like 1.4 million every day now, so surely they can pump a little bit of money into their servers. Oh, uh, yeah, it's already got better already. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, because every time a new country was added, we'd, we'd lose access in New Zealand. So we had it first, but every time a new country has been added, we lose access for like half a day. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's good. Cool. Right, so shall we fire into our... we got a couple of community things. Well, most of our questions are directed to you, Josh, but the but first oh, one's yes. directed to all of us. And it's a sort of, we should have used this as the segue because when I was talking about playing Pokemon Go with the family, because mm. Havel Mage or RPG Wizard um, tweeted us, wondering how each of you balance gaming time with quality family wife time. Also, any idea of your average game time per week? Um, so that's, that's one thing I do is that I, I do gaming stuff with the family, uh, which helps. Um, so yeah, I play games with my son. We do YouTube videos together, and it's it's yeah one on one time with him. And I do include I include him in. I try and get him to help with the editing and and help him choose. He helps choose like images for the thumbnails and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's one thing I do. What about you, Cliff? Uh, I have a pretty strict sort of timetable regime. It's it's pretty mad. Like uh, it sounds very robotic and boring, but it works for us. Like, well, basically, obviously, I I get home from work. I play with my boy until he goes to bed. He normally goes to bed at about seven half past seven UK time. Uh, Eight PM. I've got my gaming set up in the bedroom. So Sunday evenings, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, I basically um i play games on them nights thursdays i uh, sit down with the missus and we either watch tv or films friday nights i either record with you guys or play and then saturday sunday is family time and i spend the whole weekend with just obviously the wife and my son and i don't go near the technology while they're around and then obviously saturday nights is movie night so once the boy's in bed, the wife, me and the wife pick a, pick a film, get some popcorn, watch a film together. But that's it's like that week in, week out, and we have a very sort of strict regime. It, it sounds dumb, but it works for us really well. Yeah. Well, if it works, it's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah, it, that's the thing. Routine can sound boring, but if, if it allows you to do what you love, then it's worth it. Yeah. Like it's... Um, I do yeah. apologise if anyone can hear that. There's a police helicopter buzzing around my house. Welcome to London. Oh, some some <laughs> folly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the same. I don't have as strict a um, schedule, but I I start. I switch my hours for work, so I start at seven a.m. and finish at three. So I pick up my boy from school. Mm. I'm also lucky that my daughter comes to work with me three days a week. We have a daycare on site. So okay. uh, she comes, has breakfast with me in the morning and then she goes to the daycare on at work cool. um, at 8.30. So we get there at seven, we have breakfast. She watches cartoons with me and she draws pictures. And, <laughs> what about um, you, Josh? How do you do uh, family wife time? Um, so the, I've basically got a... Um, kind of squeeze my gaming time in anywhere I can. So because I work shifts where one week I'm working six in the morning until two in the afternoon. And then the next week I'm working two in the afternoon until 10 at night. Um, I basically kind of, if I get up, I'm at half past three on an early shift. We don't have to 
till about sort of 10 to 5. I'm ready to go by 4 o'clock. So I've got about sort of half hour, 45 minutes before we go to just sort of cram a bit of time in. So that's what I've been doing this week, playing Deus Ex. Um, I don't intend to play anything in the afternoons um, just because I've got such a, a strict time frame. I've got to come home, have a shower, eat, and then it's basically straight to bed. Um, when I'm working 2 to 10, I get up about sort of 9 o'clock. I'm ready to go by 10 o'clock. We don't need to leave until 1, so I've got three hours right there, and those three hours get pumped straight into it. Um, and then at the weekends, I'm very much a night owl, to be fair. I will stay up until whatever time I desire, playing whatever I want. And I suffer for it because I'm always exhausted, but, you know, you've got to suffer for your art, haven't you? So, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's how I manage it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I responded to the, way, the tweet saying that we just don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I, I used to stay up late. I used to stay up late gaming, but I, I tend not to now because I finish early. I, I spend sometimes some afternoons from not feeling like editing videos or, or whatnot, or if Odin's busy, I'll, I'll play games early afternoon. Mm. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I think I think I think including the family in helps um, is my kind of answer. Because I know Cliff, you've even played some games with with your wife. Um, yeah, where that, she sat and watched. That's a rarity, though. <laughs> I, I, but still, it still helps. It still I w- helps. I wish we could like game together. That'd be super awesome. But it's just not her thing at all. It also helps my wife is works for she's a owns her own business and so she often will just work in the evening. So if the kids when the kids go to bed, she might want to work for like an hour or two. Uh just doing social media or working on her on her fashion design. So I can play then. Just yeah, make a plan. You let it work with your family. That's kind of the answer, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Cool. Um, move on to the Josh, Josh cast section. Josh cast section. <laughs> uh, this was not my intention, but this is kind of what happens, I suppose. Well, I was, I, I was struggling to think of like questions, and so I just thought it'd be funny to get questions, questions directed at you because you are <laughs> you are the the podcast master of questions to other podcasts. <laughs> uh, you you feature quite heavily in a few podcasts I listen to, and it's and it's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we thought we'd get we'll throw a few at you sounds good to me um yeah yeah crack on so, uh, so we have uncle, go on go you, you go you go Ooh, okay uncle frank at dino velvet 1982 says what is the hardest <laughs> most fun thing to eat with that fantastic facial fuzz of yours <laughs> Uh, bowls of cereal definitely proved to be quite a challenge um, <laughs> especially because I leave it so long between getting it trimmed well my moustache is actually really grown out it becomes such a pain in the ass to eat anything um, and bowls of cereal are particularly sneaky because you can you have a spoonful and you think that's right I've made it this time and then you just feel something dripping and it would just be ha- just hanging off your beard um, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Oh, it's a always. Sorry, go on. Is it worth it? <laughs> oh, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Oh, yeah. I've got a reputation to uphold. So, you know, I'll take anything that it chooses to throw at me. But, um, yeah, so that's definitely one. And um, ice creams as well. Ice creams with chocolate sauce on them in particular. <laughs> because that just seems to get sort of smushed up. But that's even worse because the, the chocolate sauce is so sticky, it just kind of mats all your hairs together. So you've just got a massive oh, yeah. dreadlock sticking out your face. 
All right, so then a, a sub question to that: Do you do you moisturize? Not moisturize. Do you what uh, shampoo and condition your beard? I shampoo it. I condition it. I put oil in it. I comb it regularly. Yep. Um, nice. When I went to that wedding a few weeks ago, I got specific sort of beard oil that I put in it, and makes it look fantastic. So, yeah, you got to look after it. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, uh, so yeah, I think that should be the name of the episode. Uh, fantastic facial fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, the next question from our uh, friend of the show and host, co-host of the Chomp Chain podcast, um, it, Gwent Stefani. He's still got that name, Chris Mo- Moza. Mm-hmm. Moza. Um, what's the weirdest thing you've ever gotten stuck in your bed? I guess you can't have sort of answered that, but yeah, or gotten your bed stuck in. So there's two parts to this question. What have you got stuck in your bed and what have you got your bed stuck in? Well, well um, at work, the last section that I was working on, the particular kind of rings that we make for the car turbos, they've got this, basically it's a ring that's got a small gap in it. Um, but I often used to find that they'd actually get stuck in my beard and I'd have no idea how or when they got there <laughs> and I wouldn't even realize until I got home and then I'd be in the shower and I hear this noise in the shower. Clink, clink, clink. Bloody hell was that? Yeah. And then it's just it's this ring. It's just falling out my beard. Oh, um, yeah. So Man, you're smuggling, that. you're stealing from your workplace. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, there's, that kind of takes, you know, taking your work home with you to a bit of a, a literal level that, uh, um, is that um, there's been a couple of occasions where I've stored a pencil in it or a pen and I've completely forgotten it's there just because it's, it's kind of gotten hidden in like oh, that back. is awesome. Um, and yeah, and I was sort of like, what the bloody hell is that? And I was like, oh yeah, it's the pen I put in there earlier. So I've had that a couple of times. <laughs> um, in terms of what I've managed to get it stuck in, uh, my the section I now work on, when on my first day of training, the particular machine, that the guy was training me on I'd, I'm the kind of person I like to really sort of get stuck in there get close up to the machine and observe it to know how it works and I nearly, I nearly got my beard caught in that actual machine so bloody hell yeah so I had to really sort of take a step back and think yeah I've got to really be careful with this one mm-hmm. um, yeah I'd say that's probably the, the weirdest thing I've ever got it stuck in a couple of zips when I've done up hoodies um, that's about it um, mm-hmm. probably a, a car window or two I imagine at some point <laughs> uh, I'm just yeah. imagining you got the classic sound I don't know what movie it is I'm sure it's happened in movies where like the like kind of office guy has gone into the factory and got his tie stuck in like a grinding kind of machine yeah. <laughs> it was very much like that because I felt it just uh, gradually pull over and I was like oh man Christ I didn't realise that was in there <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah it's a bit scary yeah uh, <laughs> following on same again from uh, mr chris moza here he says also what are your favorite and least favorite metal gear solid games and why this is a tough one it's more of a tough one in terms of my least favorite because i don't really think that i could say have a least favorite because the, i love all those games for different reasons uh not even metal gear acid I've never played it, to be honest. Um, it's I've got quite, it. It's actually, actually, it's actually quite a good game. It's very. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just odd because it's a card game. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I, I have got it, but I've got nothing to play it on. Um, so, the, <laughs> but I do, I do want to because obviously it's part of my collection. So, um, I've got it. 
I'd, my favorite would be the original on PS1. Well, not the original, but like Metal Gear Solid 1 on PS1. That mm. is the ultimate. That's my benchmark game. Um, I can't understand why people would have Metal Gear 3 as their favorite, and that's probably my second favorite. Um, I don't really think I have a least favorite, to be honest. Um, I, it would have been Metal Gear 5, but when I really clicked at that, it just it shot its way right up there, and I'd probably put that as being my number three, and then it would probably be Metal Gear Two, and then Metal Gear Four. What about Rising yeah. Revengeance? Uh, I haven't actually finished that, so I've got about halfway through it. But until I finished it, I don't really think it's fair for me to put it on the list. I didn't like it that much. I gave up on it. I thought it was really fun, but it was just one of those games where I kind of put it down, and then I got distracted by something else, and I've never really gotten back to it. So, but I still got it. So. Yeah, I don't really have a least favorite. I just I love all those games for different reasons, but I just love that series. Um, I, there's not one game that I could say is my least favorite or that I don't like or anything. It's just mm. it's, it is my ultimate series. So mm. yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's a, yeah, there's nothing awesome. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then God, I've got more beard questions, but uh. <laughs> uh <laughs> The, from the Law Hunter, uh, last week's last episode's uh, guest, uh, Sean. Uh, what's the strangest thing that that makes you really happy? No, that's that's <laughs> a very just... dodgy question, right there. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to be dodgy. Well, I've got a, I've got a lot of little things to to answer this question because um, because uh, I'm a man of simple taste. There's a, a lot of small things that I just pick up on in life that nobody would care about, but to me, just it just is so amazing. Like, for example, today for food today, I wanted to get a subway, so I went and had a subway, and he asked me if I wanted it cheese and toasted. I said yes, please, and he tessellated my cheese. And I thought that's amazing. Um, so that's that's just one thing when they tessellate my cheese in subway. I don't really know why. It just makes me happy. Um, other little things, um, just. If I've had something for a long time, like say shampoo, because it takes a little while to, to get rid of or mouthwash, I like finishing it so that I can actually dispose of the packaging and replace it with a brand new one. That to me is really pleasing and satisfying. I don't really know <laughs> why, uh, but yeah, I just like finishing things and I like being able to see packaging that I've looked at every day for about three or four weeks, just go in the recycling or go in the bin it's just something about that. It feels really good. Um, other things are when, um, I don't know, where you just, uh, DVDs, just DVDs, alphabetical order, games as well, CDs, alphabetical order. <laughs> they have yes. to be alphabetical order. Um, and some, I don't do it anymore, but one of the things I used to do if I was a bit bored was at one point I had about 400 DVDs. So if I was a bit bored, I just deliberately take all of them off the shelves, completely just mess them all up, and then just put them back in order again. Just because I'm really sad. Um, this is fascinating. Yeah, uh, I'm a very, very strange man. Uh, and then the most, one of the most recent examples was yesterday. My younger brother is currently doing um, digital music production at college. So my dad actually went and bought him a big iMac proper computer thing. And then when they actually unpackaged that, I nearly screamed with delight because I just love the way that Apple packaged their products. Yeah. <laughs> because they always package their products and it's just it's so clean and crisp and just because you know, it's all white 
generally and then the way that it's packaged inside the box and just the way that the iMac is itself because obviously all the the inning the inner workings of the computer is stored within the monitor so you've just got a monitor a keyboard and a mouse and that to me is just incredible they and do, it just looks yeah. amazing they do yeah. know how to uh make yeah. a good product yeah yeah definitely i mean they also know how to bleed their customers dry for money but <laughs> yeah. if it's yeah, but if it looks that nice and it's packaged that nice, I'm willing to forgive them for that. So that I was virtually screaming. It wasn't even for me. It's not even my computer, but I was virtually screaming like a little girl. You see, thinking, just look at it. That's uh, amazing. Uh, and saying, as, as, a, as a man from the world of digital music production myself, uh, yeah, Macs are definitely the best ones to work on, even though I have to work on Windows, which sucks. <laughs> yeah windows is never good for anything but uh mm. yeah so i mean i could list off a lot more but so we're running quite late as it is so. that's interesting <laughs> oh this is fascinating <laughs> yeah, so, so you're quite from... tidy you're quite a tidy person then your house is all in order because i'm a bit busy uh, i i try to keep it in order um i certainly try to i'm forever sort of i like to have little projects on the go um so i wanted to take care of all most of those dvds so that when we eventually sort of get a place of our own and move out it's less like just crap to move so what i did was i bought one of those big cases that holds 500 cds and i sat there for about five hours and i took every dvd out the case put them in this new case alphabetical order took all the paper inserts out put that in the recycling chucked away the plastic things and it just every single one is in alphabetical order and they're all facing up exactly the right way in the cases themselves as well because i have to have it like that and oh Yes, I'm very much a man. Yeah, yeah, you I'm should start a business guy. of organizing people's like closets or something. Yeah, I've often, I've often said like, <laughs> if I go into like computer exchange or something and they've got like a filing system and you think I could do that, I, I just I should just get them to employ me just to do that because that's yeah. heaven to me. Yeah. See, I, I I've got kids, so my games are never in order because the owner will just come take down what he wants and just put it back wherever he wants, and that's just it's a it's a losing battle. So. <laughs> Mm, yeah. yeah it's particularly good when you manage to actually influence somebody else to do it as well like my best friend he had a load of dvds and they were just uh, all over the floor in different cases to what they mm, should be in mm. and i said to him right this cannot stay the way it is i will get it sorted for you and then he liked it so much he's actually managed to keep that consistent and they're still in order to this day so nice well done yeah, was, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. so if i die tomorrow at least i can die saying that <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, this has been fascinating, the Josh cast. I'm, I'm glad we've got to know you a little bit better. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for, man. So, yeah, so just hit, hit me up on Twitter. I'm happy to answer just random questions like that anytime. Yeah. That's I'm great. a very weird man. Awesome. So, uh, we have let, love having you around. Yeah. Well, we it's do. Always a pleasure to be on. Yeah. Always a pleasure. So, where can they find you then, Josh, if they want to throw these crazy questions at you? Um, well if they really want to uh, they can find me on Twitter at Morbid Beard um, if they want to add me on PSN I am a Colossal Chimera which I'm going to spell that it, 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 can I just say Zane you do like to yeah. pick the craziest names didn't you for like uh, ads yes. they're like nice and yes. cool. nice and hard to find yeah <laughs> I, like, I like to yeah I like to really think about this stuff when I was setting up my Xbox account, I was actually I was torn between two things. I was going to call it 
Commodore Schmidlap, which is one of the characters from the original <laughs> 1960s Batman film, yeah. or I was going to give up on that and call it Captain Bugganuts, but it wouldn't let me do that. Oh. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so you want to get me on PSN, uh, Colossal Chimera, which is K O L O S A L C H I M A I R A. And if you want to get me on Xbox Live, which is a fairly recent edition, <laughs> it is not so big boss MGS. <laughs> <laughs> so if you just, if you find me on Twitter, I think I've got that stuff listed on my um, bio anyway. So just go from there. Wait. Yes, and it will be in the show notes. Yes, if I remember to do it, because Jeremy's not here, and I never remember to do the show notes. Because yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm me. <laughs> I'll add to stuff later. That's right. We'll edit it. Uh, if it's not there, harass us, and then I'll, one of us will add it to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm far less organised than Jeremy is. J- Jeremy's our paperwork man. He he likes grammar and being on point. He's awesome for that stuff. So, uh, Charles, where can people find you, my good friend? Um, I've, I keep things a lot more simple. I'm just Vader Van Odin everywhere, except the apps and places that Jeremy likes to visit. <laughs> uh, that sounds really um, dodgy. He does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, uh, you guys heard. He teased me about Grinder and Tinder, and my wife <laughs> thought that was very funny. Uh, <laughs> he's just got a good so, sense of humour. <laughs> yeah, Vader Van Odin at YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. What else do we visit? Uh, <laughs> Tumblr, I guess, and yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah, Vay Van Oden. Easy. PSN and, and Xbox Live. Cool. You can always find... Yeah, you can always find me on Twitter at DefNote, which is D-E-4-T-H underscore N-O-T-E. PSN is Splinter underscore Skate. Uh, Xbox Gamer Tag is Half-Life, H-A-L-F-L-1-F-E. And you can always get me... Uh, dark insight pod at gmail.com you can always get us there and if you've got five minutes it would be super awesome if you could drop by iTunes and just leave us a little review or if you're on your podcasting app just leave us a little star or a like because they uh, help grow the network and to put us on to new listeners so just two minutes out of your time would be super awesome or even just a retweet on your Twitter or your facebook just to help us grow the network would be super awesome so uh, yeah thank you very much so for this week i shall say goodbye to everyone i'll say thank you josh for coming on to fill mr greer's space it's not a problem it's always a pleasure having you on good sir likewise yes and so i shall say bye-bye for now bye-bye later Adios.